Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. We're getting a little early jump on it today. This is TTM Cast, of course. You're talking to your favorite, I hope it's your favorite, Sports Collectibles <laughs> podcast. We talk TTM cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. It is season four, episode 36. It's the weekend of September 10th. We are recording this on a Friday night. We'll probably post this first thing Saturday. Uh, so you guys have a, 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 a lot of time to listen to it. My name is Jeff Baker. You're listening to National Ranked Sports Podcast. We are uh, talking to you. I am talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts. And I'm joined by my friend and video producer and artist and drummer and TTM collector and a man, a man, a renaissance man. I'm talking, of course, about Drew Pelto from Dallas, Texas. Hey, Drew. Hey, good to be here as always. Drew, we got to, I always say it every week. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, we've had, we've been going two, two and a half hours on, on the show every week. Hopefully you guys like the long shows. If, uh, if you don't like the long shows and you're, you're, you think we should do, uh, more shows, more shows, but shorter, let me know. Send me an email. Drew, what's the email address? That would be ttmcast at yahoo.com. But, for now, buckle up. We're getting ready to, to have a nice, another good show. We have all sorts of fun guests that are going to uh, join us. But, Drew, why don't you first tell everyone about our radio show on the Sports Map Radio Network? Of course. Yeah. If you have a Sports Map Radio Network station in your area, you can tune into our show Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern, same show each day. We are called Sports Collectors Club. Talk about all the stuff you hear here, along with the uh, all sorts of other stuff that's more just collectibles related as opposed to this, which is more widely uh, autograph related. You can uh, find that, uh, like I said, on the Sports Map Radio Network. And if you miss out on any shows, you can always tune in at sportscollectorsclub.com to find all of our past episodes. And like I said, if you don't have a, a, a Sports Map station in your area, download their app. You can find that in any of your app stores. Guys, and we have different content on our radio show than the podcast, but we we save all the good stuff for you guys because because we, we really appreciate you guys. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, TTM cast. We are on our fourth year. We have four and a half years in the belt, so to speak. And uh, we've been really enjoying it. I got, a, I got some fun stuff planned this week. I'm headed to the Granite state baseball dinner uh, tomorrow, which would be uh, September 10th, Saturday, September 10th. I will be there out when maybe, and we'll report back on that um, on our live show on Tuesday. I think we'll give a little update of the, of the grant, Grand State Baseball Dinner on Tuesday, and I'm headed to the Fisher Cats game on Wednesday. I believe if it's not as their last game, it's one of the last games. I know, uh, Drew, you go to a lot of minor, minor league games as well. We're we're coming close to the end of the year for them, right? Yeah, they've uh, they've actually had to extend the season this year because of, of course, you know the uh, strikes and lockouts and everything, or whatever it was that started the season there, which didn't affect the minor leagues, but it affect the major leagues and all that. And yeah, it feels like it's really extended further because there's still. Uh, I'm going to a game this weekend, two games this weekend as well. There's still one more week after that. I know Frisco is playing on the road, and then the playoffs start after that. It used to be that minor league baseball ended at the end of August. So yep. uh, I think some of that September also has to do with 1st, right? It used to be it used to be September 1st, no more minor league games. Yeah, that's when the playoffs would start and everything. But <clears throat> excuse me, I think some of that 
has to do with the fact that also there's no uh, 40 man full call up at the end of the season for the majors like there used to be. Used to be, you know, September 1st, you could call up anybody on the 40 man roster. You could have 40 guys on your bench if you really wanted to there. And now they don't have that going on anymore. I bet that's part of the reason why it's like, well, we might as well get these guys some extra action here. Let's throw another week or two onto the schedule. No, so you, are you going to be graphing at these games? Yeah, I've got a uh, Tulsa come to Frisco. So uh, it's the only time we see Tulsa all year. They have not been in all season, but there's three guys that are in the uh, Heritage Minor League set that I need to uh, get. Well, there, okay, there's two that are going to be there. They started the season with three of them in Tulsa, and that's what sucks about them coming in for the first time at the end of the season. One of the big ones has already gotten moved up to AAA Oklahoma City there, but two of the guys are still there. So hopefully I can knock those out for my set. And uh, yeah, I've got some extra cards with some of the other guys there as well. Very cool. And I, you got some, uh, you bought some cards, right? Didn't you buy some, buy some cards at Walmart or I saw you posted uh, on That's social right. media? Yeah. Yeah. When uh, we just happened to be in target there on uh, Monday on Labor Day there and walk over by the cards card aisle. There's like, okay, they've got a pack of, uh, what was this? Prism uh, baseball draft. He had a pack of it. I'm like, oh, right, yeah, why not? Yeah. We'll take a chance on this. See what I get. And yeah. I ended up pulling a, uh, one of the autographs out of there, which I mean, for a pack, I just picked up on a total whim. That's definitely a, uh, victory right there i'm trying to find what i did with it here because i'm trying to remember who it was that i got oh let's see here any oh, potential ttm any t- potential ttm fodder in those, those cards uh probably not but maybe a few guys that i might see at some minor league games eventually but i found the card here it's a uh, dylan dodd who was uh played for southeast missouri state and it's one of the uh, carolina blue prism autographs there nice and uh yeah he's the number 18 prospect in the braves organization so the guy who's got a future there at least so it's always good to find a Card of somebody that actually, you know, shows up on some of the lists like that. They're out of pack because I can't tell you how many times I've pulled some guy who's, you know, oh, that's great. Yeah, he played half a season of minor league ball, and now he's off playing in the Atlantic League or something like that. So somebody who's got a future ahead of him is definitely good to pull out of a pack there. Very cool. Congratulations on that. that nice pull. Well, guys, we have a really fun show for you. We have uh, I spoke with Darren Nelson. Darren Nelson, of course, played for the Minnesota Vikings and the San Diego Chargers as a running back. He also went to Stanford. He played with uh, you know, Elway, John Elway, and he was uh, coached by Bill uh, Bill Walsh. And he was coached by Bud Grant in the NFL. And we also, we talked to him about his career. We also talked to him about signing cards and autographs through the mail. So that's a fun interview coming up. We also uh, are joined by uh, Michael Bird from Naples All-Star Events to talk about his uh, Legends of Basketball 4 event that's coming up in March in uh, Naples, Florida. We're going to talk to Michael about the event. Um, Next week, we have Mike Osaski. Michael Osaski is the... um, appraiser chief appraiser for psa he works with psa and appraising items he also uh, has his own business baseball in the attic uh, where he does a lot of uh, big appraising we talk about um, what's going on what's going on in uh, in in the hobby and what goes on in appraising and why should have your collection appraised and it's really interesting so we have that next week we also have wendell mcgee wendell mcgee played for outfield for the philadelphia phillies and the detroit targets and we talked to wendell about his career and signing autographs as well so that's next week michael saski uh, michael saski and wendell mcgee but this week we have darren nelson and michael bird and drew we have all our uh, regular segments and some this week we do indeed. Of course, we start out with Baker's Dozen. We're going to cover all of the most recent hobby news here from this past week. We've got Corner Kicks with Clemente Lisi joining us to talk some soccer cards and collectibles. The NFL season's back, so we're going to start making our football picks again. We'll see how we do this year. Uh, last year, we were up and down. We had some good weeks. We had some bad weeks. So hopefully we have more bad than good this year. Drew, 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 Drew. I have, a name, I have a name for that segment. 
Okay. Ready? All right. Fast forward football. All right. Because we'll pick the pin. We'll, we'll still make the picks, but you guys can fast forward right through it. We're going to exactly. call that fast forward football. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. Cause I mean, if we have an O and five or one and five week there, that's going to be uh it'll live up to its name pretty quickly. I think <laughs> we've also gotten making the grade. We'll cover everything from the world of grading cards. We've got our stamp of approval where Jeff and I give our thumbs up to something from the past week, whatever it may be. It could be just about anything. Got the Vern Rap Minute, where we'll cover deaths in the world of celebrity, sports, music, movies, politics, anything like that. If there's a big death there, we usually cover that. And, of course, the main reason why you're here, the main reason why we're here, our TTM returns. Well, guys, we love to hear from you. We love getting feedback. We really appreciate the, the emails and the texts we get. Our text line is... 978-729-0662. Once again, it's 978-729-0662. And the email is Drew. TTMcast at yahoo.com. It's in his contract, guys. He's got to do it. I, 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 he, he signed a long-term contract. That's one of the things I, I had to, he negotiated and I had to give it up. He, he gets the email address. All right. <laughs> Ten-year deal too. You're you're having to deal with this for a long time. Guys. That's right. You 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 gotta you gotta stick stick with it. But he's he's the best at it. Well, that wraps up all our introductions, guys. We're gonna go right into our news uh, segment, which is Baker's Dozen coming up next. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Well, Baker's Dozen is the new summary of what's been going on in the hobby. Just a couple things before we, we, we get into full Baker's Dozen. I just want to remind everyone to check my article on TTMing and autograph tips in sportscollectorsdaily.com. Usually post like Tuesday mornings or Wednesday mornings. A uh, really fun article. It gives uh, all my successes uh, for the week and all sorts of sometimes we get some tips in there. Drew Drew gives some some tips sometimes. It's a, it's a fun article. So make sure you check it out, sportscollectorsdaily.com. Also, this one's important. Mark this down. Make Put it in your phone. TTMcast Live. TTMcast Live. That's going to be our first ever live show. It's going to be Tuesday, September 13th from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's Eastern Time. Tuesday, September 13th from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Me, Les Wolf, Drew Pelto. We'll be there, but we also have a special guest, Rich Rich Miller from uh, Sports Collectors Daily, who was the editor and founder of Sports Collectors Daily, will be on the show as well. He'll be on answering your questions, and we'll uh, we'll got, we'll kind of have a lot of talking hobby and get his uh, thoughts on the Mickey Mantle card and uh, just what's going on. Rich Rich has his his thumb on the the pulse of the hobby, and it's, it'll be great to have Rich on the show. So watch it, the post from social, from social media. I've been posting on social media. I started uh, last week. I posted some today. And uh, you can go to our website as well, ttmcast.com, 
click on the live show button and that will have the link you can from there you can link right into the show you're gonna have to link into the show this is we're not this is not gonna be a recorded show we're gonna have a live show with video with audio we'd love to have you there uh, ask questions les will be there if you want to have do a quick appraisal he can look you can show him your stuff you can show off any of your ttm returns if you want uh to to everyone that's in the room so this is going to be uh it's limited space so please if you're going to you log in log, you know log in as early as you can in terms of uh you know it's going to be 8 to 9 p.m eastern time tuesday september 13th we're calling it ttm cast live should be a fun show don't you think drew i definitely think so i mean that's uh it's always fun to do live stuff, especially, and well, as as long as nothing goes wrong, it's fun to do live stuff, I should say. So, uh, right, as long as technology is our friend. <laughs> exactly, yeah. As long as everything goes well, it's always fun to do live stuff. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be fun. Well, we get some news from our friends at Signatures for Soldiers. We do, yeah. Uh, Tim Virgilio uh, let us know that they are now up to, they're closing in on $200,000 raised. Since they started in November of 2014, we, of course, try to mention signatures for soldiers anytime we can on here. They're big at the National this past year as well. But uh, Tim sells autographs and donates the uh, proceeds of that to some uh, disabled veterans charities, I believe. And so uh, they're always been uh, he's been really big in the hobby there. And I mean, that's a just I mean, it's a great cause right there to have them closing in on two hundred thousand dollars at one hundred ninety four thousand three hundred thirty four dollars raised since their founding about eight years ago. So. Hats off to them. Great, uh, great job there in uh, raising money for a great cause. Right. You got to remember, Tim is doing this at a dollar at a time. He's not selling $5,000 items. He's selling, you know, two, three, five, $20 items. He's not, he, he, he's uh, done yeoman's work. We're going to, I'm going to interview Tim this week and we'll have him on the show either next week or the following week uh, to just kind of catch up with him and see what he's doing. And, and hopefully we can help raise a few more bucks for, for Tim's charity signatures for soldiers. Cause it's a great charity. Well, I hope you guys saw this. Um, if you haven't, you can go to tops.com yeah, and we're talking to, course about the new tops design the 2023 uh tops design got released the other day i don't know drew and i uh, both saw it we kind of we both like it um it's got the uh, insert the player insert right on on the card kind of like um the 63 card or the um 83 tops card it's kind of that that design it also has the uh a nice logo on it and um i think it's a nice clean looking card what do you think drew i definitely like it um like we mentioned on the radio show, there kind of harkens back to uh, every other year that ends in three. So 1963, 83, 03, and 23 now. They've done that thing with the uh, inset headshot on there as well as, you know, big action shot, inset headshot there. They sort of done it kind of like almost like a sort of a bar with the head coming out of it as well. And it's different. It looks really cool. My only criticism that I have is where it puts the team name as well. The head covers up part of the city name there. And so the example that I saw, instead of saying Baltimore Orioles, it looks like it just says more Orioles on it. It's like, now what one Orioles team is enough. We don't need more of them. But uh, hopefully they can tweak that a little bit, you know, change that up a little bit. But if that's my only criticism of the design, then it's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, the last couple of years, I think Topps has really improved their design. I think, uh, you know, Fanatics listens to the collector. And I think they they're obviously had a hand in it, I would assume. And I think it's a good design. I like it. We have some, some more news from Tops. Yeah, they've got uh, they're expanding out into even more sports now. I mean, everybody knows the big four: baseball, football, basketball, hockey. You've got racing, you've got golf, you've got wrestling, you've got MMA. Let's throw lacrosse into the mix now. We've got lacrosse cards that are coming out. Tops is uh, working with 
the PLL, the Premier Lacrosse League, to put out some cards in the fall. We're going to put out a 200-card base set. It's going to come in boxes of 20 packs with eight cards per pack, two autographs, and one relic per box. Definitely something I'm going to be looking forward to there. I haven't watched a ton of lacrosse in my time at all, but I'm always, I mean, anytime that you can get a non-Big Four sport getting a card set out there, I'm all in favor of it. Now, the race is on, Drew, to see who can get the first TTM on this. It's it's between you, Troy Ryder, and, and Craig. Those are the, th- you guys are going to be, somebody, one of those guys, one of you guys is going to be the first to get a TTM on a, on a Premier Lacrosse card. We have to try, all right, I'm, I'm in on this now. Now that you put my that mom, My money would there, be on you. My money. Now you put that challenge out there. Yeah, I've got to keep my eye out and see who sells it around here. Pick up some stuff right away and throw caution in the wind and send out like whatever eight cards I pull out of my first pack. There, send them all off and hope for the best. If there's one guy in the Premier Lacrosse League that does not sign, I want him uh, put up on charges. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that's cool. Hey, we have some show news. A lot of shows coming up. You know, the the national is behind us. All sorts of shows coming up. Big show in Philly next week in uh, September. Well, is it two weekends, right? September 23rd to the 25th. Um, and we're talking, of course, the Philly card show, uh, Ricky Henderson, Jim Cott, Jim Rice, Dale Murphy, Dwight Gooden, Jack Hamm, John Cruck, all sorts of other guys are going to be there as well. It is September 23rd to the 25th Philly card show. Go to phillyshow.com for more information. Got that. Uh, Cranston, Rhode Island show. It's coming up. going to be the uh, first and second of October. Coventry High School will be playing host that one. We don't have a whole lot of info on that one just yet, if they're going to have any autograph signers or what the uh, fees are going to be for getting in or for any signers. But whenever we have that, we will definitely pass it on to you. Still about a month away on that one, October 1st and the 2nd. Yeah, they usually have some um, old baseball players or uh, hockey players or or even football players from the the area. Um, So I'm anticipating they're, they're usually pretty inexpensive, too. Good. So I'm pretty, anticipating some good guests there. This is a new show, a Northeast Sports Collectible show. It's going to be Sunday, October 16th, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. It is at the Marriott in Quincy, Massachusetts. And uh, they're going to have Jim Lomborg, Cedric Maxwell, Reggie Lemelin, Dana Barros, and Telly Benta Kane will be there. They might even have a, a few more guys signing as well. Those are just the announced guests. And uh, I'm going to be there doing some broadcasting, some uh, recording of some shows, and Drew will be there uh, virtually uh, yep. on the computer, and we will uh, we'll be talking to some, some uh, fans and collectors and talking to some of the athletes, and, and we'll, um, we'll bring some good interviews back for you. But that's a, it's a cool show. It's the first time they've had the show. It's the Northeast Sports Card Expo. Write it down Sunday, October 16th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So basically, you can go at 9 till about noontime one o'clock and be home to watch the 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 football games right that's that's usually the way to go on sunday but it should be a fun show at the quincy uh marriott in quincy massachusetts if you're a little further south down in new york we've got the hampstead card show coming up they'll be at hofstra university that is october 15th through the 16th big names already on the autograph list there kevin McHale and burt blylevin a couple hall of famers right there future hall of famer and eli manning will be at that show as well Elvin Hayes, Billy Wagner, definitely go and check that one out if you're in the area. NYShows.org is the website to check out all the info on that one, get all the info on the prices and what time all these guys are signing, but looks like a real nice group right there. 
Guys, don't sleep on this one. This is my my favorite event of the year. It's we're talking about a 2023 event, and I'm talking about the Legends of Basketball Four. It's March 27th in 2003 in Naples, Florida. The tickets are on sale now. You can go to NaplesAllStarEvents.com, and I uh, interviewed Michael Bird, who is the promoter of the show and kind of the MC at the show, and. Uh, uh, here's my interview with Michael just talking about the event and you can find out who's going to be at the event this year. Joining the show from paradise or that's Naples, Florida, you and me <laughs> is Michael bird from Naples, all-star events. Michael is planning along with his team, uh, the best run event and the most fun event of the year that I look forward to every year. And I'm talking about, of course, the legends of basketball. It is legends of basketball Four. it is scheduled for March 27th. 2023 at the Hilton Naples and having Michael come on just tell us a little about the show and how you guys get tickets so welcome Michael. Jeff good morning happy Monday. I know it's been a, uh, a great weekend and, and uh, you know I know you're, you've been really busy planning this event what, what is in store for people if they decide to come down to Naples for the event on the 27th? Well first first of all thank you so much for having me on your show uh, it's truly a pleasure and an honor um, we look forward to having um, everyone from far and wide come down to Naples, Florida, uh, as you uh, so uh, well put. Uh, it's uh, paradise down here, especially that time of year uh, in March, where we have uh, Legends 4. Uh, it's hard to believe this is our fourth season, but the business has gone extremely well. Uh, people seem to really enjoy what we do. We have a very unique way of putting on um, a Legends tribute. Uh, the Legends enjoy it. The patrons enjoy it. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, uh, as you said, Monday, March 27th uh, of 23. And uh, we have four Legends that I know people are going to love uh, hearing these uh, stories from. Well, why don't you let people know who's going to be there and what's in, what's entailed? What, what can they expect if they come down to the event? Well, you know, we have... First of all, I guess before we talk about what the event entails, um, we've got uh, four Hall of Famers. Uh, three of the Hall of Famers are top 75 guys in the NBA. Uh, Kevin McHale, um, uh, one of the best, arguably, he and Tim Duncan, uh, two of the best power forwards of all time in the National Basketball Association. Dave Bing, uh, former Detroit Piston, and Washington Bullet uh, will be there. Dave was also the mayor of Detroit, Michigan for a while. And of course, a multimillionaire uh, with Bing Steele. Um, we have Bobby Dandridge. Bobby's an old golf partner of mine. Um, he was a great, great basketball player, just put into the Hall of Fame uh, last year. Great basketball player, terrible golfer. Um, <laughs> But um, I beat him all the time out of his, uh, you know, out of, out of the small change in his pocket. But uh, great guest. Uh, he'll tell you old stories about Wes Unseld and Phil Chenier and Elvin Hayes and Kevin Grevy. Um, great stories about Oscar Robertson. And at that point in time, Lou Alcindor of the Milwaukee Bucks. He has the, uh, the interesting distinction of bringing two championships to two different franchises, both the Bucks and the Bullets, and we'll be talking to him about that. And, of course, a guy that uh, 
uh, in many parts of the country is known as Black Jesus, and that's Earl the Pearl Monroe coming back for his second year. And of course, the stories about Earl are legendary. Uh, he formed the Rolls-Royce backcourt uh, for the New York Knicks uh, way back when in 1973, the last year that the Knicks were in the, uh, the uh, treasured circle of the world NBA champions, uh, he and Walt Frazier. So um, uh, Earl's got some great stories and looking forward to hearing more from him. Michael, know what, um, know what I, I love about your event is, I, you know, I go to a lot of card shows, I was at the National, and you go to these events and, you know, the, the uh, former athletes are roped off and you get two seconds with these guys and they want to charge you extra money to take a picture and they, you know, they'll sign one thing and they don't really talk to you. But at your event, it's like, the, you know, the guys mingle with, with, the, with the, the guests, you know, it, it, it's a, yeah. a great to... The, the best part of your event is that you get to watch the guys, you get to share stories with the guys and talk to the guys and interact with the guys. And it's really fun uh, to see them talking and interacting with, the, with, with each other because that's kind of, you know, they're in their, their element. And then when they get up on the stage, all, you know, all, everything's off. The handcuffs are off and they let the, the stories fly. You know, Kevin, Kevin McHale, I don't think he, he's been shy about anything in the two times I've seen him. And you've had, uh, you've... I'll, I'll tell you a funny story, uh, if, if, if I can share this with you and your listeners. Uh, last year, I picked uh, Kevin up from the airport. Kevin and I have known each other for a little while now. And I uh, picked him up from the airport. He lives in Scottsdale. Uh, and uh, he flew on Delta. Uh, as most people know, the hub for Delta is in Atlanta. And so um, uh, the ride from Atlanta down to Naples is about an hour or so. I picked him up at the airport at um, uh, RSW, uh, Fort Myers, Naples Airport. And uh, the first thing I asked Kevin after I greeted him was, are you hungry? And he said, no. He said, but I really would love a nice cold beer and a great cigar, because he and I are both cigar guys. So I said, I think I can get that taken care of. I was going to say, that's right in you. your warehouse, my friend. That's Cigars right in my and beer. Warehouse. You know where to find both of those. No question. And so we went to one of my favorite uh, watering holes and cigar lounges uh, here in Naples, Florida. And he shared a story with me uh, about his father growing up in Hibbing, Minnesota. And, um, you know, he didn't come from great means. He's a very humble guy, humble family, humble surroundings. And, and it kept him that way throughout his entire career. And his father, uh, a laborer, you know, worked with his hands, um, uh, taught him the value of not only a dollar, but taught him the value of hard work and really uh, 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 sacrificing yourself for the good of, of, of others, uh, not just his family, but for his teammates and his community. And that stayed with him throughout his entire career and throughout his entire life. And he shared that with me for the first time. Uh, I had never heard that side of it before and, and that side of, of his story. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, Kevin, uh, just like many of the other guys that we have that come down here, um, they, they like to integrate themselves with the community. These are very, even though they're superstars, even though they uh, have risen to great heights, many of them have busted through the glass ceiling to become the champions they've become. They come from very humble 
backgrounds and humble beginnings, and they're very grounded people. And I think that comes through when we do our, our legend series. No, it's neat, Michael, is that these guys, these, all these guys are, are, have reached the pinnacle of their profession, right? They're, these guys are, are, are superstars beyond superstars, but you could see how uh, competitive they are and how uh, they love to give zingers to the other guys. They're, they're <laughs> the guys on the panel. I know, you know, Kevin McHale was, was, was uh, busting on Rick Barry and Earl, Earl Monroe was, was busting <laughs> on artist Gilmore. And the, you know, yep. this was last year and the guys are just so they have so much fun and you bring out the best of them, I think. You know, Michael comes out. We have a there's a panel, and the guys sit on a on a panel, and Michael and his team develop uh, show a, a great video. And uh, he asks questions to these guys, and, and it's just they really open up, which is re- really a fun part of the event. Well, I'm the ringmaster. You know, people don't come to see me. People go to see me. You know, come to our event to see the Hall of Famers. I'm just the guy that keeps things flowing, and hopefully, I do a, a pretty good job of that. But you know, as uh, you know, I have a business <clears throat> that's 20 years uh, and growing uh, uh, in the Washington, D.C. area. And my wife and her infinite wisdom came with the idea uh, as we became full timers down here in Naples about four and a half, almost five years ago to do something similar to what I do in Washington down here in southwest Florida. But not all that we do, just a piece of what we do, which is the events and what makes the events very special are the story. You know, we don't give a damn about highlights and who scored how many points and statistics and all of that crap. What we care about are the stories. What made these guys great? The locker room conversations, uh, the special occurrences that you can only get from us. And people who may not have never been, we have a lot of, Jeff, as you know, we have a lot of people that come down uh, uh, to our event once a year uh, who have never played sports in their life, never played sports in their life. But they've idolized these great guys from the time that they were little kids, boys and girls, um, who have now grown up to be men and women, successful pillars in the community. But they love these guys. They idolize these guys. And so they want to hear the inside stuff. And that's what we give them, uh, uh, hopefully in spades. We give them the inside stuff, the stories that you can't hear anywhere else. Well, we're speaking with Michael Bird. Michael is from Naples All-Star Events. You go to NaplesAllStarEvents.com, and we're talking about the Legends of Basketball 4. It's going to be Monday, March 27, 2023, at the Hilton Naples. There are no prettier places in the world i'm telling you that's right the naples in march it is just it is heaven on earth i've been to right. uh, two events and we're going down with my wife again to for this one it is so much fun michael why don't you tell people how they can go uh, about purchase tickets and, and uh you know any, anything else you want to mention about the event well jeff i will tell you that um <laughs> before we haven't the the official start date the official start date for the marketing and the branding of Legends 4 doesn't even begin until September 3rd. That's when the, the regional radio show goes on the air on Fox Sports 105.9 in this marketplace. Um, and it's the Naples All-Star Events Sports Show. Uh, and that's the official start in the campaign of uh, Legends 4. We have already 
sold a number of general admission and the we're already halfway sold out of the VIP tickets before they've even gone on sale. So I will just say that for folks that are interested, and we hope there are many people within your viewership and, and, and listenership that are, are interested in this event, uh, they can go to NaplesAllStarEvents.com. That's NaplesAllStarEvents.com to find out everything uh, they want to know about Legends 4. And if you have a, uh, a, um, uh, a want uh, to buy tickets, uh, when they go on sale starting September 3rd, we hope that you um, uh, buy them fairly soon because we don't anticipate that the tickets are going to stay out there for very long. And certainly the VIP tickets will go very quickly. Yeah, guys, Kevin McHale, Bob Dandridge, Earl Monroe, and who did I miss? Dave Bing. Dave Bing, former Celtic, by the way. He didn't mention he played for the Celtics. <laughs> That's right. He had a very Dave short Bing. with the Celtics. That's four NBA Hall of Famers that will be in one room at one time. They, These guys, uh, you know, this is not like a two-second, oh, shake the hand and you're gone. These guys will tell stories with you. They will, you can uh, talk to them. They will sign your autographs. They're, they're uh, all open to talking with the fans. The uh, Michael does a great job. There's raffles. There's all this. Uh, he does a nice program. Um, that the guys sign at the event. There's all sorts of cool stuff. And Michael, yeah. the money. You know, what I, what I, if I can just say this, sure. what I love about these legends is, and this is why, you know, people ask me all the time, well, why don't you do the new guys? Why don't you do the new? We don't want to do the new guys. Nothing against them, but they've got entourages. They've got you know, 50 people that they come with. The legends just come uh, either by themselves or with their wives or significant others. And if you tell them that you want them to be there at 10 o'clock, for instance, they get there at 830 and they stay an hour, hour and a half, you know, uh, uh, later than you ask them to be uh, to be uh, there. So so these guys, they want to tell their stories. You know, they're Hall of Famers. They've got great stories. They're not publicity hounds. They've they've gone through all of that. You know, they just want to mingle with people, have a great time. Um, share their stories. Um, and, and we have a group called the Pick Up the, the Ball Foundation, which is a foundation that I'm very close to. Uh, it's uh, a group of black and brown young men in South Fort Myers that are academically challenged but athletically gifted. And every single Legends event that we've had, these legends take a break from telling their stories to impart some wisdom on these young men who have a table at the event that's sponsored by business people in the Southwest Florida community. And I wish everyone in your listening audience and your viewing audience could hear some of the stories and some of the advice and some of the console that these legends impart upon these young men. And, and in my view, and of course in the legends view as well, if I can speak for them, if we can turn one life around, if we can make one young man say, you know what, I want to be like Dave Bing. I want to be like Earl Monroe. I want to be like Kevin McHale. I want to be like Rick Barry. I want to be like Bob Dandridge. You know, and, and maybe they might not reach the heights of being a Hall of Famer, but if they become a businessman, if they become a stalwart in their community, 
if they if they become someone that's revered within their circle, then we've done our job. And I think that that that's a very enlightening part of what we do. And, and I think more than just about anything else that we do, and we do an awful lot in the four hours that we have these guys there uh, with our Naples patrons uh, that come to see the Legends Four. I think more than anything else, I, I really enjoy that part of the program where they turn to these young kids and they impart some of their wisdom. Yeah, and Michael, the kids really eat it up. You know what I mean? They're sitting there, and I think they take it to heart that these guys have been through the ringer, and you know they 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 they've they've come out to the other side and, and it succeeded. And I think these kids, I, I really appreciate hearing it straight from their mouths. And, and the the legends, all every each one. Each and every one of them talks to these kids and they spend time with the kids. I've, I've seen them just sitting there at the table talking to these kids after the event one on one. And the kids really, really eat it up. It's really a great event. Guys, go to NaplesAllStarEvents.com. Tickets will go on sale on uh, September 3rd. They yes. we're talking about, of course, the Legends of Basketball 4. It's March 27th. It's a Monday at the Hilton Naples. And it's with the, talking 2023. It is a great locale. The hotel does a, a fantastic job setting the whole thing up. There's all sorts of uh, tables for, for people to look, to look at stuff. There's raffles. You can buy raffle tickets. Uh, there's just there's, there's cigars, right, Michael? There's, there's good there's cigars. There's, there's if, good, you there's, know, if, any, if, if I'm going to be doing anything, there's going to be good-looking people. Uh, they're going to be sports followers. And there's going to be some cigars somewhere. Yeah, and Michael's wife Annette is the best hostess around. She well. <laughs> she takes care of everyone. They they got uh, Michael and his team. There are um, door prizes and stuff that they give away. There's there's a gift basket for the VIP people. Uh, it is just a, a, a class A event, and I highly recommend it. Guys, go to NaplesAllStarEvents.com. That's where you can purchase the tickets. That's where you can learn more about it. Michael, thank you for having uh, some spending a little time with me. Well, you know, maybe when we get close to the event, maybe we'll get one of the guys on to talk a little about the event. But it's, uh, it's just a, a great time. And, and guys, I want to thank you for your time today, Michael. Jeff, you know, before we close, I, I want to thank you and your lovely wife. Definitely the better half of your duo. Uh, I want to thank you and your lovely wife for all the support uh, and all the uh, kind wishes and and all the referrals that you've given us and. And uh, I mean, you guys have just been aces and we uh, we couldn't do this without the love and support from people like you. So thank you. Thank you, sir. I will I, I will talk to you soon and I will look forward to seeing you guys in, in March. And guys, the best it's one of the best events ever. Uh, it's worth the money. The money goes to charity as well. Uh, it's you get to mingle with four NBA stars and maybe uh, Hall of Famers. Michael's working on another one. We won't let the cat out of the bag, Michael. Until we won't I, let the, the cat out of the bag yet. Till the contract sign. If that one's signed, guys, you're going to kick yourself if you don't get a ticket for this event. I'm just telling you that. It is a big just I'll throw out a little hint. All the folks from the Northeast will love it. It is uh, a that's big, all I'll say. It is a biggie, guys. So hopefully Michael gets to sign this gentleman and he, he added to the guest list. And as soon as it, he is added, we will let you guys know. Once again, NaplesAllStarEvent.com. Go. Tickets go on sale the beginning of September. Don't wait on it. If you wait, the tickets will be gone. I'm telling yes, you, the tickets will be gone. It is worth the money. 
you know, I'm, uh, I, I pay for my tickets. Michael doesn't give me free tickets. I pay for my tickets. I, I love this going to this event. So we, Jeff, guys, we're capitalists now, you know, and there's no, 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 the money goes to a good cause. We don't, we, we, I think it's a great event and my wife and I really enjoy coming down. So check it out. Naples, allstarevent.com. Michael, thank you for your time. Thank you, Jeff. Talk soon. Well, guys, if you have a chance to be in Naples in uh, March, the end of March, it's a great place to be down in Florida the end of March and go see spring training and go to this great event. They've got um, Kevin McHale, Dave Bing, um, Bob Dandrich, and Earl Monroe confirmed. And there's one big, big name that he has 95%. He hasn't signed the contract yet, but if he does, it's going to be a big one. A top, I would say top 10 or 15 all-time NBA player that's going to be there. So all all good. I can't I can't give the name out yet because he he hasn't signed the contract yet, but don't sleep on it cuz this event does sell out, but it's not a, just a one-off. You don't just bring one thing to sign. These guys sign multiples and you can ask questions you can talk to them you can shake their hands they take pictures with you this is a this is a first class event so if you can get down to naples florida uh the end of march i highly recommend it go to naplesallstarevent.com uh to purchase tickets and if you have any questions about the event send me an email true what's the email ttmcast at yahoo.com yeah glad to answer questions i've been this is gonna be my my third time going i missed the first event first year event but it's a great event so make sure you check it out we have some new releases coming out a lot of new releases coming out this this week because i think football season's starting and we've got hockey right on the horizon and baseball still has updates coming so uh, the uh came out this week the tops 2022 museum baseball hobby boxes consist consist of four mini boxes and in each mini box there's five cards you get three base cards one base parallel and one autograph or a relic per box and uh they're pretty good the relics are pretty good the cards are nice uh it's 250 dollars for a hobby box and you get four mini boxes in a hobby box and uh not bad i've seen some breaks on it um i would give my my thumbs up i do like tops museum so check it out top 2022 tops museum baseball now out for 250 dollars for a hobby box which includes which includes four mini boxes Got uh, some for the budget level collectors in the hockey world. In other words, that's Jeff and me and a few others out there. The 2020 Sal. Yes, of course. Sal Paul Buxton. Is, who else? Who else? Yeah, we got was, up Paul is there as well. Um, Rob, right? Lee. Rob Parker. Rob's a, Rob Rob's Parker. A yep. Hockey guy. My friend Lee over in Alabama. He's a big hockey guy as well. So he'll be checking that out, I bet. But it's the 2022-23 Upper Deck MVP hockey set is hitting the shelves. Actually, just hit the shelves on Thursday, it looks like. But in that, you're going to see a 250-card base set. Boxes are going to have 20 packs of eight cards per pack. So that's 160 per box. With good collation, you'll be getting a full set out of two boxes there. That's not bad at all. It's going to run you about $70 a box there. So uh, definitely something worth checking out there. Another new release this week, 2022 Donruss Elite Football. 20 packs with five cards per pack. You get two autos and one marabilia. Boxes go for about $350 um you know they're okay i said i saw a break on them they're 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 nice looking cards um i little i kind of like the don donruss optic a little more than the elite but if it, if you know it's 2022 donruss uh, elite football all the guys are in their uh nfl uniforms so all the rookies are in their nfl uniforms which is great and some of the, the guys that are got traded or, or signed for free agency are in their new uniforms which is kind of cool so check it out 
2022 Donner's Elite Football goes for about $350 per box. This is going to be a big episode for all the soccer collectors out there because, uh, you know, we've got Clemente coming up here in a bit, but we've also got a soccer release to talk about as well. The 21-22 Tops UEFA Champions League Melon Chrome Soccer has, uh, is hitting the shelves here. It's going to be, it looks like 18 packs with four cards per pack for a uh, for one of the full boxes. It runs you $94. Along with that, you're going to get one autograph, six inserts, and six refractors out of that. So real nice uh, selection of some stuff there. If a blaster box is more your thing, you can find those for about $35 in stores right now. So we'll sell them for everybody there at any price range there. So uh, yeah, something worth uh, looking at if you're a soccer fan. Just to be fair, guys, I, the last year boxes are going for thirty four forty, but it was it just looked weird doing thirty four forty. So we put we 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 put it down for thirty five. But yeah, yeah, yeah. we you know we're we're gonna talk to uh, we coming up let next. The, let I, them think that they're getting a sixty cent discount. Let them think there's right. a coupon that we didn't mention. <laughs> well, I got uh, we have our regular soccer correspondent, World Cup correspondent, Mr. Clemente Lise. Uh, I talked to him uh, yesterday actually about. Soccer collectibles about the World Cup uh, Panini stickers about um, the uh, upcoming World Cup as well as Clemente has a new book coming out and if you go on our website it's all it's about uh, the history of the of the World Cup if you go on our website there's a link that you can get uh, with a code you can get thirty percent off Clemente's book Clemente is actually going to give us a few books to give away when they come out they're coming out October. Uh, 12th i believe so we talked to clemente about soccer collectibles in his new book so please enjoy my interview uh with corner kicks with clemente lise and now it's time for corner kicks with clemente lise goal all right guys it's soccer time soccer time our friend clemente lise is here we are talking of course about the ttm cast soccer and world cup contributor Mr. Clemente Lisi, and we're going to talk a little soccer, a little collectibles, a little World Cup. But before we start talking to Clemente about that, we're going to mention his brand new book, which is coming out October 12th. It is called The FIFA World Cup, A History of the Planet's Biggest Soccer Events. It's being released October 12th. It'll be available on Amazon and on Roman.com. And TTM cast listeners, he's given us the special guys. 30% 30% off. You can use this code. Don't worry, but if you don't write it, write it down. It's available on our website at ttmcast.com. It's R-L-F-A-N-D-F-30. So it's R-L-F-A-N-D-F-30. Rewind it if you need it. Please use it. We're going to, uh, we'll talk to Clemente more about his book when it comes out on the 12th, but congratulations, Clemente. I must be excited. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning it. Yeah. Thank you for having me back on. No problem. Um, well, you know, we, I don't want to get too deep into the book because I, you know, it's it, it's the cart before the horse because it's not coming out until the 12th. But you can go onto Amazon and uh, see the cover and, and learn about it. Why don't you just tell us how long it took you to write it and what it entails? So people, if they're really interested in learning about World Cup history, I think it's the book for them. Yeah, thank you. No, it took about two years to write. And I have done a lot of uh, soccer reporting in the past 20 years of my life. And so it was really an amalgam of a lot of those things and a lot of, you know, during the pandemic, we all had more time and my publisher came to me and said, you know, we want a brand new World Cup book. The World Cup is coming in, you know, a year and a half in 2022, you know, and so I did that. I did, you know, a recap of all the World Cups, interviews with lots of players. And then there's a preview in there about the Qatar World Cup that's coming up in November. So, yeah, if you really wanted to learn a lot about soccer and about the past, I know a lot of Americans have gotten into soccer in the last maybe 
five or 10 years. You know, there's a, there's a whole 80 year history, 90 year history behind it in terms of the World Cup. And for collectors, I think it's really good too if you want to learn more about the players and maybe collect past players to get a really idea of what's what the sport's about and, and the breadth of it and, and its global reach. I think the book allows that. It's really, uh, you know, simple simple read and it's um you know really good amalgam and recap of of the the world cup history which in a lot of ways is is a reflection of soccer history the world cup is almost 100 years old and it spans different generations different times did you include any collectible stuff in it either cards or ticket stubs or programs or any of that kind of stuff no originally there was going to be a section on the panini stickers and then that got unfortunately got cut you know which i guess is a segue for what we want to talk about i know that i I mentioned last time I was on the show that, you know, I was going to be up to my eyeballs and stickers. And I have been um, the last few weeks have been all about the Panini sticker release. And it's been a frenzy really uh, to get these uh, packs. You know, I've heard from fellow collectors that it's uh, still kind of difficult to find them. And we're talking, of course, about the Panini World Cup stickers, uh, the 2022. They just got released. There's, I don't know, 600 stickers in the in the set, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then there's um, the silver parallels as well, and plus other different parallels. Um, first, availability. Is it is it as difficult to get the stickers as I heard? Yeah, you know, I've had very, very good luck in New York. You know, um, the Panini website is really good about posting all the stores in the country that sell them. I found the most luck at Walgreens. So if you go to your local Walgreens drugstore, you know, mine has them, and, and the ones near my job have them. So they're out there now not every walgreens has them of course um you can also try david adams and steel city collectibles and these big guys have i noticed though that the penny website the first day they went on sale they were selling uh special boxes with gold parallels that only available nice. on the website and those sold out in one day I, I got myself a box of those and it was really cool to open uh, you know and see the gold parallels that's the one big difference this time around from the past is that for the North American edition, they created parallels in blue, which is one every two packs, red, which is one in 26 packs, purple is about one out of 200, and you have green, which is one out of 1,500 packs, and then there's these one-of-one one black border. Now, these stickers don't go in the album, right? These are the kind of stickers that you pull, and then you want to get slabbed, or you want to sell on eBay, or trade them. They don't end up in the book. The one that ends up in the book are the white, you know, traditional base, if you will, uh, stickers. And those are the ones that people around the world want. You know, I was talking to collectors in Europe and they were telling me, you know, I have friends in Europe, friends here, and they were telling me, yeah, these, these, these different borders are really for the American collector who's interested in parallels because it's a reflection of the card market. Europeans are into putting the stickers in the book, finishing the book or trying to anyway, because it's 670 stickers. It's going to take you four to five boxes to get there. Uh, which is expensive because each box is about sixty to seventy dollars, right? So you, it takes a lot, a lot of money to get the whole book. Um, but the American collector is really the one that is into the whole parallels and, and trading them and, and, and selling them on eBay. And speaking of parallels, there's also parallels around the world that you can't get here. Uh, in the UK and Ireland edition, there's something called extra stickers, which actually called extra stickers in the back, and you get Messi, Ronaldo, and those don't end up in the book. Those are also supposed to be traded separately so panini is responding a little bit to the american card market by creating these parallel versions if you go on ebay they're going for you know the blue ones can go for 20 30 dollars but some of the other ones go for even more depending on who it is so panini's created kind of an interesting thing which is 
kind of chase cards, which you don't ch- chase stickers in this case, which you've yeah. never, we've never seen before in Panini. Last time I was here, I hadn't seen the checklist. I didn't even know these existed until I started seeing promotions in late August on the website and other places. And I realized, wow, they're creating a, a, a reaction to the card market in the last four years. So Europeans are a little bit baffled by these parallels, but Americans totally get them and realize, you know, Europeans don't get their stickers or cards slapped. They don't even know what that really is, but it really is a a reaction to the American card market. Do you know if they're going to have special World Cup uh, boxes that they sell in Qatar or are they going to have, you know, are they going to have is there a, a market, a trading market where if you're an American, you want to get the international version and vice versa? Is there a, a trading market going on for, for uh, the different type of boxes? Yeah, I think there is. There is, you know, if you look on eBay, you'll see there's a Brazilian and an Argentine version. Then there's a European version. There's a, there's a U.S. version. And I think the versions are all very similar, right? The color may change on the album. And by the way, the album's only $2. You can get that at Walgreens too. But they've been selling out. I've been looking everywhere online. The album is not there. I think demand is reached a saturation point. I think now you'll see Walgreens and other stores restock. The truth is, we're still a few months away from the World Cup. Right. So, I mean, this is we're real. We're, we're two and a half months away from the right, World Cup. Right. And people collect this during the World Cup. So we're well in advance here. So Panini's created a lot of hype here. And um, there are people who are chasing. Um, stickers from other countries or albums from other countries they're all very similar i'm so curious to know whether and i don't know this yet whether or not there's a middle east version if there's a qatar version maybe an arab arabic writing or something i think that would be really cool if you can get messy and arabic writing you know i'd have to assume that in those parts of the world there you know i remember in russia there was a russian language version so people are going to chase those the problem is you have to be ready to spend a lot of money and go on ebay and hopefully people are putting those things up because otherwise you won't be able to get those here now i also think europeans and people around the world are going to be chasing the parallels that we find in our american boxes so if you're one of those people who likes to complete an album like me but at the same time has these parallels i recommend you know the parallels either getting them slapped or putting them on ebay and but not selling them now i think it's going to reach you can make more money come november than you can now now it's all pre-hype right you put those stickers up the day the World Cup starts, November 20th, or during the tournament, those stickers that go for $30 now could be going for even 100 or 200 in the future. Um, so have, have you created, have you completed an album? No, no way. I'm, I'm, I'm one box in and I'm not anywhere close. Now, I've been collecting plenty of albums since 1990. So I have a 1990, 94. Then I took a bit of a break from the hobby. And then I have a 2010, 2014, and 2018. I have never completed an album. So my kids and I, we're determined this time to complete a whole album. You know, some people I know are trying to complete the parallel blue, which is one out of two packs, to complete a blue album, quote unquote. So you have all these different people doing it differently now. Um, So it's really interesting. And it's really created, I mean, like I said, the last two weeks have been really crazy with looking for stickers. I mean, every time I go into a Walgreens, I look to see, do they have them? You know, do they have the stickers just to, just to eyeball it, but also try to buy stickers from different boxes because the collation is all over the place. There is no real collation here. Yeah. Um, Panini claims they print the same amount of stickers for each player. Um, how many they print, we don't know. I think globally it could even be billions. So these are not really rare in that sense, especially the white border ones, but it's the ability to complete the album that's rare. 
And these, like I said, these blue, red, purple, green are really, really hard to find out. I found some blue, many blue and many red. I've never found a purple or green or, or black border one, which is a one of one. So those are harder to find, I think. Do you think Panini's holding back uh, stock of these until they get closer to the World Cup? Yeah, so clearly, you know, holding back is one way to put it. I mean, on the website, they were selling these special gold ones that also had the blue and the other ones in there. And so I bought a box of those, but I didn't put any of those in my book, right? So I have those sort of singles um, and sleeves uh, kind of holding on to them. And then I bought myself a box of packs, um, and I'm still in the process of opening those. But like I said, I'm nowhere near completing an album. Um, but I think what they'll do is they'll release it in waves. And so what you see is you saw that first wave. I, I can't imagine the website not selling the regular boxes come come World Cup time. Um, I remember my local Walgreens four years ago, they had lots of boxes early on and then they kept getting stuff during the tournament. That's why I think if you haven't seen it yet in, in your local store, that you will, because I think they're just, they're just, it's a matter of putting them on trucks and getting them to your store, you know, or maybe your store has them and hasn't put them out on the counter yet. Um, but like I said, Walgreens is a really great place to go or CVS, you know, and then you have the big card distributors. They have them too. I noticed in the New York area, even soccer supply stores that sell cleats and, and, and jerseys, they sell them. Right. So it's all over the place. Like it really is all over the place. Um, but online, I've noticed the, the albums are basically sold out and it's hard to get your hands on, on the boxes even, I think because they're selling so quickly, and I know it's on eBay that a $60 box is booked for as much as $80 or $90 too. So there's definitely been quick markup on this stuff. Now, do the stickers call out if there's a rookie, uh, a World Cup rookie? Uh, do they have a, a yes. new stick for it? Oh, right. So no. So the UK version with these extra stickers, they do feature these legend and rookie type stickers. The regular ones don't denote that. The regular ones just denote the player's name and their position and their height and weight and all that stuff, but it doesn't tell you whether they're rookie or not. Now, we we collectors who like soccer know who's making their World Cup debut potentially. So we know who some of these rookies are. For example, you know, there's a few young players on the Spanish national team named Gavi and Pedri, and those stickers are going to be their rookie stickers. Whether it says that or not, it doesn't matter. Four years ago, Kylian Mbappe's sticker was his rookie sticker, right? And um, as you know, Kylian Mbappe recently signed the exclusive deal with Panini to do autographs, which is also very exciting news in the past few weeks. Yeah, what does that mean for Panini and for for uh, a, a novice collector like myself? Where how would he? How would you? How would you equate him to uh, you know a baseball player or a basketball player? Is he you know is he uh, Aaron Judge? Is he uh, Soto is it, you know, where, how, what, what type of player is he in the, the world of soccer? Yeah. Kevin Bobby was a rookie uh, for PSG or Monaco PSG and later PSG in about 2017. So he has about five years professional experience. So Soto and, and, and uh, judge are really good comparisons in terms of how many years they've been playing professionally. Um, up until now, he only signed, he did very little signing. Uh, or, or recently he um, tops did a PSG set, very high end. Um, for example, his uh, tops Chrome PSG black refractor with his autograph on card is going for $13,000 on eBay. Wow. Right now. So, so it, it's that rare. Now those cards will carry their value because it's his first on card autos and their tops. We'll never see his stuff on tops, at least not for a while, because now he has an exclusive deal with Panini, which is exciting because with the World Cup coming, it'll be fun to see if 
the next few products that come out have his on-card autograph. I've mentioned on your show before where it's very difficult to get players to sign on-card autos. Yep. The, the ability to have a Kylian Mbappe who is, to me, in the top three or four in the world in terms of talent is an amazing um, signing. Um, and I think what it means, it means more on-card autos going forward for Panini, especially with the World Cup coming. You know, I know that he was in the United States over the summer on vacation. He did a lot of signing while he was here apparently for Panini um, and so, and for tops before he made the exclusive deal. So there's going to be a lot more stuff. And if he has another really good world cup, you know, he helped France win it last time. If he has another good world cup, you can see those values increase even further. So he's a striker, right? He's, 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 yeah, he's a striker. He scores goals. You know, this past week in the champions league, he, he scored two goals for PSG. Um, you know, he, he's a star for France. He is, you know, he's the real deal. Um, young, exciting player, um, and uh, collectors really love his stuff. I mean, his Panini Prism World Cup card from 2018, which is his rookie, goes for a lot of money too. Parallels go for even more, but even the base one that's slabbed goes for hundreds of dollars. Are the rosters set for World Cup, and uh, do they have to submit, you know, um, injury backups and all that kind of stuff? Is it kind of like it's not like hockey where they can bring a guy off the street and play in the Stanley Cup playoffs, right? Exactly. So we're not there yet, which is interesting because the Panini sticker album basically has 18 players for every team. There's no guarantee that those 18 will make it. Either someone won't get called up or someone gets injured on the eve of the World Cup and doesn't make the roster. So you could have a sticker and never have played in the World Cup. It happened before. Um, But no, the rosters, I think, are due closer to November. Um, And I think typically they can name 23 players. I think this time the roster will be longer, 25, 26 players. That's happened because of COVID generally. They want to give teams some more options. But it's basically like, you're right. Like, it's like your World Series roster. Like, you go to the World Series or or the playoffs with this roster, and you can't, after that, you can't add or subtract. So typically what you have is 23, 24 players. You have three goalies, five or six strikers, you know, eight defenders. You you bring in as many as you can. Um, And then that's the team you have. That's the team you compete with at the tournament. Do you envision Panini doing a upper update set like um, Topps does for baseball, or um, do, you, do you envision Panini doing an update set for the stickers? You no, know, if the stickers would be difficult, they've done update cards, but again, those cards don't fit in the album because the album has predetermined slots with the player's name and number on them. So you know, so there's no, there will be no update album or anything like that. So the players that make the the album are the players that are going to be that you're collecting, whether they're in the World Cup or not. You know, Panini has an uncanny ability to guess close to the roster. I mean, you know, some of these guys have been playing on these national teams for years. Right. It took half years to qualify. You pretty much know who the bulk of the team will be. Yeah, there's always a surprise call up at the end. But, you know, basically, even when we talk about the United States national team, like the 20 or so players that got you there, that's who you're going to go with. It's really rare at the last minute you say, oh, let's bring in this guy. He's never played for the national team before. Even if a player gets hot, you know, in the next few weeks, it's really risky to bring in someone who's played very little with the national team. So managers are known to go with the guys that, they go, that they've gone with in the past, the chemistry they created. And Panini's a reflection of that. You know, in the past, Panini's often guessed correctly. And there's all these conspiracy theories online, like, Panini, how do they know? The <laughs> right? How do, does the Panini have inside information? You know, I think the people at Panini, which is based in Italy, that these are these are soccer fans. These are astute people. They they you know they know what they're doing. And so 
you know, if you go online and watch videos of how the stickers are produced, I did that last week just for fun. And it's just an amazing, amazing uh, ability to produce millions and millions of stickers. You know, every four years, people love these stickers and it really has become sort of phenomenon. And you have parents passing it on to their kids. You know, I did it when I was a kid. I do it with my kids now, which is it's a lot of fun. We're talking with Clemente Lisi. Clemente is our TTM cast soccer and World Cup contributor. He's written a brand new book that's coming out October 12th. And we're going to talk to Clemente about his book, more about his book when it's close to the release. The name of the book is FIFA, F-I-F-A, World Cup, A History of the Planet's Biggest Sporting Events. It's going to be released October 12th. It is available on Amazon and Roman, uh, R-O-W-M-A-N.com. You can go to Amazon right now.com. Just put in Clemente Lisi and you can see his book right there. Uh, you can pre-publish, pre-purchase it. There is he is offering a thirty percent discount to our TTMcast listeners. The code is well. I'll give it to you one more time. It is available on our website. It is R L F A N D F thirty R L F A N D F thirty. Rewind it if you didn't get it. If not, just go to go to the website. You can get it there. And the book will be it's, it's pre-sale right now. It'll be shipped on or about the twelfth of October. And we're talking to Clemente about uh, Panini World Cup stickers and the new releases. And there's all sorts of new releases in soccer. And I'm just going to ask you to kind of clean it up for us a little, Clemente. There's so many releases in terms of soccer that aren't necessarily World Cup related, but I'm sure they have World Cup players in it. And there's, um, you know, there's Leaf has them, Tops has them. Uh, and there's all sorts of different releases. And there's a couple coming out. You know, we, you and I discussed the, the, the set beforehand. The, the releases beforehand. Can we just like quickly go down the three or four that are on the list and, and give yeah. your, your, your opinion on them? Yeah. Yeah. So there's about four on the list stuff that's come out uh, either mid August or early August or September. We have the 2022 leaf pro set soccer factory hobby box that contains two autographs, $70 a box. You know, there's a lot of autographs to chase in that, including Ronaldo and Neymar and then Erling Holland who plays for Manchester city. He's from, uh, Norway, he's not in the World Cup, but he may be one of the hottest players at the moment. People love his autographs, are chasing him. Um, we have the 21-22 Tops UEFA Champions League, the Merlin Chrome Soccer, loaded with rookies and parallels, including uh, guys like Lionel Messi, who plays for PSG, uh, was a teammate of Mbappe's, and Americans like Weston McKinney. So there's a lot of American soccer fans love to get American players who are playing in Europe. This is a set for you. Um, yeah, you know what those, those those seem to be a pretty good value. I you know I think the hobby boxes were like seventy or eighty dollars, and right. uh, and uh, the blaster boxes were only about thirty bucks. I you know I know nothing about soccer, but I looked at it as like oh that kind of seems like a pretty good value. Yeah, yeah, no, so so yeah, when talking about the the leaf stuff, it's interesting they bring back the pro set uh, label, and then for tops, tops has the license for the Champions League, and that's very popular. The Champions League has started. Just this month, um, it, it contains the best club teams in Europe that are competing for the uh, the uh, championship of the best club team in Europe. Um, and yeah, the idea that you can get uh, rookie cards or in parallels, you know, it's hard to get those in blasters, of course. But yeah, if you're doing a base set kind of thing, yeah, it's totally, uh, totally uh, in, the, in the ballpark. And like I noticed that my experience going to Target and, and other places, soccer stuff doesn't disappear as fast as maybe the baseball does. So um, so yeah, you definitely have a shot at it. The the third one is the tops tier one Bundesliga. Now this is just reserved players who play in the German first division. That's what the Bundesliga is. And and there's a lot of really fun cards in there, including autographs, but patch patch cards, which you don't see too much in soccer. And they include like these veteran German players like Thomas Mueller, but there's also Americans who play in the German league, like Ricardo Pepe. 
And so, like I said, for, on an American point of view, if you're looking to get that $90 a box, not, not a bad deal. And then the last one is the Leaf Metal Soccer. Um, that one is also loaded with autographs, including a lot of legendary players, like English guys like Wayne Rooney and Alan Shearer, and then Pelé, who signs a lot of, uh, he signs for Leaf. And Pelé is in his 80s now, and um, he's still signing, though. So if you're looking to get a Pelé card, you know, um, this is the set for you. So, Do you have one that you prefer, or do you, you, you you're just kind of like me and you buy everything? Yeah, you know, I try to, you know, I do like, uh, you know, I'm sure your listeners can relate to this, a sampler platter, give me a little bit of everything. That's Stop. what I do. Yeah, that's what I do, just to get a taste of everything. I don't really get a lot of each one, and then ultimately I don't get any great cards as a result of it, but I just want to get a, a feel for them. Um, but I'm saving my money for the Panini Prism World Cup set, which hopefully comes out in October uh, or November. You know, that's going to be an expensive set, but I think that's going to be basically the card version of the Panini stickers. That's going to be the World Cup set. And I think a lot of people are excited about that. So people are saving their money depending on what your budget is. Um, but I like the Bundesliga stuff. I like the German League. It's fun to watch. It's, it's on uh, television here. And I know a lot of the players and the fact that I can get American players uh, playing in Europe, that's always fun. Well, I want to thank you for just saying that because I would have just butchered that. I see it on TV when I'm going through it now. I don't even try it. And you just like rattled it off. So thank you. Well, no problem. <laughs> we're talking with Clemente Lisi. Of course, Clemente is our TTM cast soccer and World Cup contributor. We talk to him um, every month and we're going to talk to him. This is our, our September version. We'll talk to him in October and uh, talk to him about his new book, probably right around when the book comes out, Clemente. And then we will uh, talk to him probably every week starting in November because uh, the World Cup will be in, the Prism uh, World Cup Prism will be out, uh, the soccer stickers hopefully will be plentiful, and uh, we'll we'll just we'll, you know I'm really interested in this stuff. I know nothing about it, but I think it's 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 uh, kind of cool. Awesome, thank you, Jeff. All right, pal. Thank you. We will talk to you next month, and uh, you have a good month. You too. Clemente knows more about soccer than just about anyone I know. He's kind of like the cell barrier for hockey. He's the, the he he knows soccer inside. No, he's a hockey guy too. He knows he knows hockey as well. But uh, as I said, he has a new book out. We're gonna get we'll get we'll get copies of the book. Drew, he's gonna send you one as well, Great. and uh, we will have a couple to give away. Check it out. You can go to our website ttmcast.com. And uh, the code is there to get 30, 30% off the book. And I want to thank Clemente. Clemente will join us again next month. And then starting in November, we're going to have him on every week uh, in all the way through World Cup. We'll see how things are going in World Cup. There's all teams get hot. Players get hot. He'll tell us about all the things that are going on in, in the world of soccer and soccer collectibles every week in November. But um, we'll have Clemente on next week, kind of probably right around when his book is released. So we'll give away some copy of this book, talk about um, what's going on with this book. And there's a lot, there's so much soccer cards released. It, it's nice to have someone that knows what they're talking about. Time to hit that button. Fast forward football, guys. Drew and I making our picks right now. Hit fast forward right now. All right, Drew, it's time. Ready? All right. Fast forward football. Yay. <laughs> Guys, this is our football picks. NFL season has started. Drew and I know nothing. We are the worst pickers in the world. We, but we're going to pick them anyway just to, for fun because we like doing it. And uh, 
I don't know. Drew, Drew and I will play for something. We haven't determined what yet. I think, Drew, I think what we should do, right, instead of having t- total overall record, I think we should just do whoever wins the week. So okay. if you, okay, we'll do no tiebreakers. So it's a win, a tie. And then if we get down to the last and we're, we're close, we'll, we'll, we'll pick a tiebreaker. And we'll, why don't we'll play, why don't we play for um, a book of stamps? Okay. Yeah, that's okay. fair. Sounds good. So we'll play for a book of stamps because we both we're both TTM. We'll burn through those in a, in in a, a week, right? Oh, easily, <laughs> possibly a day even. Even a day. So this week, what we do is, guys, if you have if you don't remember, Drew, I pick five games, just kind of random. I always try to pick a Patriots game. I always try to pick a Cleveland Browns game, and I usually pick a Dallas game because Drew's in Dallas. And then we pick a couple of uh, competitive games that we like, or maybe a Monday night game. Um, I think we'll just go straight uh, with the point spreads, Drew. Pick a winner with the point spreads, and there'll, there'll be no tiebreakers. So we can't have a, uh, a tie for the week, all right? Okay. All right, so you want to go first or second? You have a choice. Um, I'll go first on this one, sure. Okay, so we got Philly at Dallas. Uh, at Dallas. Philly at Detroit. Detroit is getting four points. So I don't know if you've watched any of it, but Detroit was featured in the Hard Knocks uh, on HBO. So mm-hmm. I, I got, I've got five weeks of scouting on the Detroit Lions, so I might be a little heady on the Lions. So yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you go ahead? You make your pick. Um, yeah, you may have the, all the scouting on the Lions, but I don't think that's going to help them very much. Um, I'm taking the Phil, I'm taking the Eagles in this one with uh, with no problem there. No problem. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm being, I'm going to be contrarian. I'm going to take the Lions. Ooh. All right. I'll take the points with the Lions. All right. Next, we have my New England Patriots. At the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins are giving three and a half points. And I'm going to tell you right now, it is going to be a long, 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 long season for the Patriots. If you invested in, in Mac uh, Jones cards, sell, guys, Ooh. sell. <laughs> His cards are going to go down in value, my friends. <laughs> I know Drew McGarry did not have very many uh, good things to say about him, so... All right. So, then. <laughs> with, with that said, I am taking the Dolphins. Drew, who would you like? I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm going to take the Patriots in this one. Okay. I think, I mean, it's three and a half points. So I think the Dolphins will win it, but the Patriots will be able to at least keep it close. Okay. I hope so. I hope it's a close game, but I don't see it. All right. Next, your Cleveland Browns with no quarterback because they have to wait like 10 weeks, right, for Watson to get off suspension or whatever he is. And they should have, st- they, I know you hate Baker Mayfield, but they should have hung on to him against who was he playing? Who are they playing? Uh, Baker and the Panthers. <laughs> so, yeah, this would be interesting. And I mean, we don't have, we don't not have a quarterback. We have Jacoby Brissett. I could think of a lot of worse oh options. Oh my God. Out there. J- Jacoby just Brissett. He could not even, he couldn't take backup. He couldn't make a backup job with the Patriots. When they needed a quarterback, he could. He lost out to Brian Hoyer. He that lost your, out that, to Brian Hoyer. That was what three, four years ago, though. Come on, he's I don't he's gotten he, better since. You don't have a quarterback. Cleveland yeah. Browns at Carolina. Carolina is giving a point and a half. Drew, who do you like? I'm going to take my Browns in this one. I have faith in them to. Why am I doing this? I don't know. I'm taking the Browns, <laughs> so uh, we'll go ahead and stick with them. I just, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I. I shouldn't have faith in them because they have not won a season opener in what, 15 years or something like that. But I mean, there's gotta be a first time for everything. Number one, number two, the defense is going to come up fired up wanting to shut Mayfield up. And uh, I mean, Jacoby Brissett, 
I can think of a lot worse of options out there. I mean, it's better than Deshaun Kaiser at the very least. There's that. Okay, I'll give you that. So, so yeah, I mean, there's there are far worse options. I've got to go with uh, with the Browns and keep the faith in my team. All right, I'm going to take Carolina, obviously. I have McCafferty on my fantasy team, so I'm very thrilled about that. So we'll go Panthers. All right, next game, the Green Bay Packers with no receiving core whatsoever, right? They gave away all their receivers. The the one guy they had left was just got hurt. He's not, I don't think he's playing Lazard um, against the Minnesota Vikings with all that offensive firepower at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's getting two points. Um, who do you like? Oh, man. I mean, yeah, just like you said, their pack have nothing. Oh, you know, there, this but... one me. I'm sorry, Drew. This one's me, isn't it? Yeah, it's you on this one. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to take. I'll take Green Bay. All right. And I don't know why. <laughs> There's one thing I have to look up real quick and see if he is still there. Yeah, Delvin Cook still plays for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Delvin Cook is still there. <laughs> okay. No, the, the one that I was thinking of was um, – because you mentioned, you know, with all the stuff with Green Bay's receiving core there, I'm thinking, well, this will be the big game for Equinemius St. Brown to finally break out. No, Equinemius St. Brown is now with the Bears. So yeah, yeah uh, he's not. No, they have they have our uh, Cobb, who they yeah. ha- they have you know Randall Rand- Randall Cobb, right? He yeah. he they got him back. He's back, but he's too old. Yeah. And then they've got um they got a couple rookies, and that's it. Oof. That'll be tough, but I mean. I don't know. Rogers has done all right with some bare bones receiving casts before. So somebody out there is going to break out for green Bay. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know how long it's going to last for them, but I'm honest. I'm with you on this one. I have to go. I got to go with green Bay. It's hard to yeah. underestimate Aaron Rodgers at any time. And the green Vikings Bay are always the Vikings, no matter what. Green Bay's defense is good. Yes. They have a good defense. All right. Last game. We have uh, Tom Brady, uh, is he going to get divorced? Is he not going to get divorced? Is he happy? Is he not happy? Does he love his family? Does he not love his family? I know I'm being, I'm giving cheap shots to the guy, the guy that I love, the goat. <laughs> Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing at Dallas, the Cowboys in that palatial stadium. Uh, Dallas is getting two and a half points. Drew, it is your pick for this one, my friend. All right. Um, Tampa Bay has been a pick of a lot of the radio people here this year as being the NFC champs. And I don't know. I mean, if any of that stuff about Brady is to be believed, there's gotta be a lot of stuff weighing on his mind. I think maybe he doesn't come out exactly uh, super strong right off the bat, just kind of builds as the season goes on. So I'm going to take Dallas in this one. All right. I will take Tampa Bay just so we, we have a, a, we have, we have mostly different picks this week, which is good. It doesn't have to be that we can, we can guys, we can take the same team if we want. So there's no, no pressure behind it, but um, I'll, I think I'll go with Tampa. I think Tampa's defense is okay. I don't, I don't know about Dallas's defense. Uh, I'm worried about Tampa's offense. Honestly, I don't think their running back is, are that great. And um, Brady, you know, he's 46. He's still 46. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got a, one of these days, he didn't look that great near the end of the year last year. And one of these days he's going to, Father time's going to catch up with them. So, um, but I'll go with Tampa Bay this, this week. Well, that wraps up Baker's dozen corner kicks, the foot fast forward football. We got to do a banner for fast forward football, right? Fast forward yeah. football picks and uh, all our introductory stuff. We are, gotta, we're, we're, we are cruising here, Drew. 
Next up is Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. Making the Grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community. Just um, We got a bunch of stuff going on this week in the grading community. Just want to remind everyone that CSJG has lowered the minimum number of cards for submission in their bulk service from 50 to 25 cards. Cards that are now graded, 25 cards or uh, more, are graded at $15 the $15 grading level, which is pretty cool. Cards are turned within 30 days. Go to CSG cards for more information. Um, it, that's a good deal. You know, 50 cards is a lot to put together, but I think everyone here, we're, we're in my listening voice and our listening voice, Drew, can put together 25 cards to get audited. You get graded, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, I can think of, if I were to sit down and make a list, I could easily nail off 25 right now that I would send in. Yeah, and it's, and it's a pretty good deal for 15 bucks. So check that out. Some uh, we have some grading numbers to feedback to everyone. Yeah, we got uh, all the August numbers from the uh, big four grading companies out there. PSA, eight hundred and ninety-five thousand cards graded in the month of August. That is actually down eleven percent from uh, where it was uh, the previous month there in July. CSG, seventy-two thousand cards. That is up seven percent. SGC, seventy-five thousand cards. That is an increase of forty percent out of them. Beckett, only 41,000, but they've been a little bit busy. They've been moving over into those uh, that new facility they've got there in uh, Dallas's north side. So those numbers, I mean, they're, they're definitely going to jump back up here again in the next few months once they get everything up and rolling there and uh, get it all going there. But I've got some numbers as well from PSA about their uh, biggest names in grading. Their top five for the month of August. Baseball, football, and soccer have all been up here over the last uh, over that month. Michael Jordan, 33,000 cards of his alone that have been graded. Kobe Bryant, 12,500. LeBron, 10,300. Shaq, 8,000. And Tom Brady, 7,200 there. So basketball, definitely the king of the sports right there, it seems, for the uh, individual players. But overall, like I said, baseball, football, soccer are the ones that saw the big increase. No surprise to Shaquille O'Neal, aren't you? I am a bit. Yeah, I mean, unless uh, maybe... Maybe there's seen a little bit more of a jump in his stuff there on the seller's market. So, you know, getting those in or something, but yeah, definitely not one that I would have expected. Pretty cool. Thank you, Drew. Um, Derek Jeter's at it again, guys. Derek Jeter is kind of like the Tom Brady in terms of anything he touches turn, turns to gold. Uh, I say that begrudgingly, but he is a founding partner in a new grading company. It's called the Arena Club. They have $9 million in funding, which is very cool. Uh, they're entering a very competitive grading market. Uh, their new company is going to grade, authenticate, and have personal showrooms, uh, which is kind of cool. They're, they're, uh, they're they're in, their launching rate, if you will, is going to be $25 to grade a card if you keep it in their vault and you list it for sale in their marketplace. Or if you just want to grade the card and return it to them, yeah, that's $35 per card. There's a 30-day turnaround. Um, it, they have uh, a lot of fun, uh, hedge fund guys and investment guys involved in this thing. Uh, Jeter's kind of the front of the company. And, um, you know, it's good to see that the, you know, 9 million more dollars is coming into, uh, our hobby and, and more, more money into the hobby is a good thing, guys. It really is. It's definitely what it keeps everything going there. And, uh, speaking of money, PSA has opened up their bulk service at a, a very affordable rate there. So, uh, $25 per card. That's the great news on this one. Returns are only 120 to 150 days. Bad news, though, you have to be a PSA Collectors Club member to be able to get in on that bulk service. So 
if you want to do that, you have to become a member there or uh, so be it. You're not going to be able to jump on that one at all. And also standard size cards only. So only your usual, you know, two and a half by three and a half ones there. So no four by sixes or three by fives or anything like that. It's just got to be the regular, just normal trading card size. So good to see, though, that's uh, coming back in there. And maybe you'll see some more of the uh, bulk submissions from uh, various places. I know that, like, for example, Sports Card Forum used to run some bulk submissions every now and then. Kind of makes me wonder if we'll have that coming back again. Yeah, and I think they're they're getting back on the feet in terms of catching up with all their, yeah. their backlog. And, and I, I would see that bulk service being offered to everyone fairly soon if not by the end of the year then right after the first of the year don't quote don't quote me on that that's kind of a guess i'm i'm not i don't have any inside information on that but (laughs) yes i think that's the way it's go well that wraps up making the grade for the week next up is the ttm cast stamp of approval drew do do your radio voices ttm cast stamp approval this is the ttm cast stamp of approval (laughs) coming up next I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. Well, I think I'll do mine first because Drew's, right. Drew's is a fun one. Mine's, mine's a hobby one. Um, I really like these this new Leaf Lumber 2022 baseball cards. Um, they are really cool. They have they come in box four cards per box, but they're all um, like they're all you know they're all like uh, memorabilia, uh, relic or autographed or they're just really cool looking cards in the boxes so hobby boxes going for 200 bucks emerald edition which you get four cards of uh numbered four or less goes for 420 dollars and the cards they don't have the logos on them obviously because they're not what's it called uh, they're not what's it called when you get you can have the logos uh not licensed by the license they're not licensed by by mlb but I, they must be licensed by um, the players association or something because they have they have all you name it there's you know there's all sorts of guys in, in there that they have their their bats or their uniforms or there's autographs and um, you know they're, they're kind of like the panini stuff that they have the the logos taken out but it's really really cool inserts and i i'm going to give my stamp approval to leaf lumber 2022 baseball if you haven't seen it just go on eBay and put in Leaf Lumber 2022 Baseball, and you can see all the cool stuff that, that that's out there. It's also, you know, you don't have to spend $200 on a box. You can get what the one or two cards you want for $15, $20, $25. It's pretty cool. So check it out. Leaf Lumber 2022 Baseball. It's $200 for a hobby box, $420 for an Emerald Edition box, and there's all sorts of individual cards out there as well. That gets my TTMCast stamp for approval. And Drew, what's yours? All right. Well, mine is going to be a food one this week. Uh, been trying to keep it down in the background there. I went to Sonic on my way uh, back home here. So uh, I didn't get what I, my stamp approval is for this one, but I've got a, a lime uh, slush going on here. So I'm trying to slurp my way through that there without making too much crazy sound. But what I, my stamp approval goes to is what I got on Tuesday at Sonic. And that is their churro milkshake. I mean, churros are great on their own. I mean, you can't go wrong with dough that's been fried and then covered in, you know, caramel and cinnamon and whatever else. I mean, that, that's just an amazing combination right there to begin with. You take that and mix it into a milkshake, though, you're dealing with some uh, next-level stuff going on right there. So I tried one of those out. I'd seen the commercials for it, and I remember I, was, I pulled in yesterday or on Tuesday there, and I'm like, okay, there was something that I had to try, so I'm sitting here waiting for the menu board to go by, and it's like, oh, churro milkshake. There we go. Done. We're getting one of those 
and it lived up to what I was expecting for sure. So if you are lucky enough to be in an area that has Sonic in it, unfortunately, I grew up in an area that did not. I think our closest one when I was in uh, Northeast Ohio, there was all the way up on the west side of Cleveland. I have to drive in like Parma or something like that. And I, I, I don't go to Parma. Parma just, no, no. <laughs> we, we, we don't, we, if you're from Cleveland, you, t- you try to pretend that Parma doesn't exist most of the time. So uh, I tried to avoid Parma. So I'd never been to Sonic until I moved to Wichita Falls and then end up as a total Sonic addict basically after that. But if you're lucky enough to have a Sonic near you, go and try the churro milkshake. It is absolutely worth, uh, is absolutely worth, I mean, the what, three bucks or whatever it would cost for it. My wife loves the Sonic ice. Oh, she yeah. Wa- she just yep. loves the Sonic ice. So she's a, we had, we had a Sonic like two miles right down the road from me that uh, it went that one out of business, unfortunately. But anytime we need Sonic, say, like, oh, I got to go get a drink because she loves the mm-hmm. ice. Well, there's a good one, Drew. The churro milkshake from Sonic. Guys, check it out. That wraps up TTM Cast Sample Approval. Next up, the Burn Rat Minute. The Vern Rap Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rap, who had passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request for him. We do this as a service. To our fellow TTMers who let people know who passed away in the world of sports, celebrity, and politics, and anyone that you might be perhaps asking for an autograph. So this week is uh, mostly uh, guys, I think it's all guys that, that are in the world of sports. We, of course, lost the queen, but she didn't. She wasn't a big TTMer, so we're not even going to mention her in the Vern Rap Minute. But we lost uh, Charlie Ford. Charlie was a defensive back for the Bears, the Eagles, the Bills, the Giants from 1971. To 1975, he was not a TTMer, uh, but Charlie passed away. He was 73 years old. Uh, one from the world of hockey, Scott Campbell died this past week. He was a defenseman in the WHA and the NHL, played for the Houston Arrows, Winnipeg Jets, the St. Louis Blues. He actually was forced to retire at the age of 25. He had severe asthma, which uh, was affecting his career. So he hung him up at 25, but uh, he was not known to be a TTMer. He was 65 years old. We lost Guy Morris. Guy Morris played for the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots from 1973 to 1987. He was an offensive lineman. He played over 200 games in the NFL. He uh, last CTM'd in 2013. Guy Morris was 71. He was a longtime long snapper as well, part of my uh, long snapper collection there. Uh, we also lost Ken Frailing this week, uh, pitched uh, on both sides of Chicago. He was with the White Sox and with the Cubs, mostly out of the bullpen. Played from 1972 to 1976, 116 games at the major league level for him. Excellent TTMer as well. He was 74 years old. We lost Mark Littell. Mark was a pitcher for the Royals and the Cardinals from 73 to 82. He was primarily a, a relief pitcher, if I do remember right, Drew, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, he was a, he was a pretty good pitcher. Uh, and, and funny story, he, he was a good TTMer as well. But I got I won an um, autographed picture of Mark in one of Greg Rawlings uh, um, groups on Facebook. He had a, a, a giveaway and my name was in the hat and I got, I got a Mark Littell autographed picture. picture. Nice. So it was kind of cool. Mark Littell was uh, 69 years old. Uh, also from the world of hockey is uh, Joel Bayarjan. He was Very a good. left winger who played uh, with Winnipeg and Quebec, a couple teams that, uh, well, 
Quebec no longer is a team. Winnipeg wasn't a team for a long time, now back again. But he played from 1986 to 89, kind of bouncing around between the NHL and the AHL. Uh, was a longtime TTM up until about 2019 or so. He was 57 years old. Well, that wraps up the Vern Rap Minute for the week. Our uh, condolences go out to anyone had, that lost a uh, friend or family member this week, and we are sorry for your loss. Next up is returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns. Drew, you had a pretty, pretty good week for returns. Why don't you take returns first, and then, then I'll do mine. I think you and I are about the same number of returns this week. Yeah, I want to mention first, I got a 50-50 in as well with my friend uh, Ty Griffin out in Oregon. He contacted me early in the baseball season and said, hey, if there's anybody you need in the Northwest League, let me know. I can see what I can do there. And So I sent off a bunch to him, and he was able to get 11 cards signed for me for the uh, Heritage Miners set. So got those back this week. I was able to add those into the binder. Big thanks to him for uh, contributing those to my set. And yeah, the TTMs pulled in a whole bunch here this week, six of them total. Started out on uh, kind of a late start to the week. I got my first one in on Wednesday, I believe. That was uh, two of them in that day. It was uh, Vaslav Nedomansky, who is a hockey Hall of Famer, played with the Red Wings. But he is in the Hall of Fame because he was the first player to come over from Czechoslovakia. He was a huge player over there in uh, Czechoslovakia and then defected into Canada and uh, played in the WHA for a number of years. When the WHA went under, he then joined Detroit and as able to get his rookie card signed. And Jeff, you can see that right up. Yeah, I just, I just uh, I have the envelope ready to go out. Excellent. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I put in $5 for it. I don't think he charges at all, but I wanted to make sure that I got it signed, and especially with his Hall of Fame year on it. So $5 bribe there goes a long way on stuff like that. So I tossed that one in. Uh, I also got in Kellen Winslow Sr. on his rookie card. I was able to find one uh, at an affordable price and looking great on eBay. Sent to him with his, I believe, $10 fee and got that one back nice. signed as well. Uh, let's see here. On Thursday, I got Warren Moon back in the mail. That was another one where I grabbed a rookie card off of eBay, sent it out with his uh, $10 fee, and came back very nice. I mean, a great signature right across the bottom on that one. Had you teached and, him, him at all recently? I hadn't recently. I sent to him uh, several years ago uh, on – I had one of those 91 Pro Set art cards, which I've been kind of, you know, half-heartedly doing as a set project there. And I mailed that off uh, free of charge when I sent it off, but it took like about six months or so to come back. And the – Hall of Fame part on it got smeared on it, but uh, this one came back real nice at least, though, and uh, very quickly. Oh, two only about two weeks or so. I sent I sent him a rookie card maybe three or four months ago now with the ten bucks, and I never got it back. And I didn't oh, know geez. if it was because I had gotten him when I first started TTM, and I had sent one off to him. I got it for free, mm -hmm. and this was before he was charging, and he signed it. But I didn't know if he had some list going on on somewhere where he only does one, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, like I said, I sent to him before, but that was years ago at that point and a free one. So who knows? It may have just uh, may have gotten lost in the mail somewhere like that. Maybe sitting in some pile somewhere and he'll encounter it hopefully soon. But I've had all sorts of stuff like that happen before. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Who else did I get here? Tom Mack just came back in today. He's another Hall of Famer whose rookie card I was able to pick up for a very affordable price. And Another free signer out there, but I tossed another $5 with him as well just to make sure it got done and put his Hall of Fame year there, which he did. Nice. Happy to get those ones back. Uh, let's see here. Then two more that came in today. Literally, as I was coming back, we, uh, I opened him in the Sonic uh, parking space there while waiting for my uh, food. <laughs> but uh, I was able to get uh, Julian Javier from uh, – played with the That's Reds. St. Yep, St. Louis. Uh, so the Cardinals, the Reds, maybe a couple other teams too, but – He's a 1972 high number. And so when I saw that he was signing for free, I'm like, all right, I have to get on this one. 
got the card out, got it back very quickly. There took about a couple months or so. I think I sent it just before the national and got it back just now. Yeah. Was that his last card? Cause I don't remember him as a red. I don't think he had a yeah, 73 I think, card. I think it might've been his last one. Cause I mean, yeah, it's a high number two. And there were a few guys there who had their last card ever in the 72 high numbers. I know uh, it was one of the Aspermonte brothers is listed with the reds in there as well. And the reds released him at the end of spring training. He never played a single game with them at all. So for all I know, Javier might've been the exact same way there where he was in spring training with the reds and, may have gotten released or something like that, but yeah, he wasn't there for long. That's for sure. And last one that I was able to get was Morton Anderson on my second attempt for him. I, uh, I'd seen originally, I thought he was charging $5. So I put in five bucks and mailed it off to him and took about a month to come back to me with my $5 in the envelope and unsigned. It's like, okay, that's weird. And I look online. So, Oh no, he's charging 10 to sign. So yeah. it's like, all right, fine. We'll double that up. Then we sent it off. Uh, it took about two or three months this time. I think about two months or so, but it came back to me, signed in blue, and not personalized either. He was personalizing everything, even if he paid for quite a while there. Yep. So no personalization, signed in blue, looks absolutely great. And that's another one of those uh, pro set art cards right there that I've been kind of, like I said, half-heartedly working on there. So very happy to add another one of those. And the great thing is the only two kickers that are in the Hall of Fame are both in those pro set uh, art cards there because Jan Stenrud was a Hall of Fame inductee that year, and they did all the Hall of Fame inductees in that style too. Yeah, and Stenrod's a good signer. He's a good D camera. Yes, I've already got that one knocked out for all that. Very cool. You get some good returns. Uh, very good. We we have had uh, we had Morton Anderson on the show before you you came oh, aboard, yeah. and uh, he was a he was a great guest. And um, I had to I had to send the ten bucks too when I to get my card signed. He didn't he didn't sign free for anybody. Right. <laughs> but he did sign, but and he did personalize it, which is fine. So I got, I think I got seven returns this week, all, all um, football. I got a uh, stump Mitchell from the Cardinals. He personalized it, put his number, signed it in black Sharpie. I did his, uh, his 86 and 87 top tops cards. Cleveland Browns coach there too. is coaching the running backs. Yep. Um, I think I sent it. I actually think his address was the Cleveland Browns training yep. camp, I believe, but it was a pretty quick turnaround. I got Mike Harden, who's a cornerback for the Denver Broncos on his 87 tops card. And he signed it in black Sharpie with his number. Pretty good quick turnaround. I got Art Still, who was the defensive end for the Kansas City Chiefs on his 1986 and 87 tops cards. He signed his name in uh, black Sharpie with a number. I got uh, James Lofton. I got this one back today. I sent him two cards. I did not send any money. So he did sign one in uh, blue Sharpie with the Hall of Fame and his uh, number and he signed my 86 tops card, which is a, the better one of the two that I sent him. So nice. pretty cool to get that one back. I just got this one back yesterday. Cody uh, Risen, Risen, Cody Risen, Cody Risen, yeah. Cody Risen tackle for the uh, Cleveland Browns. He was all pro. He signed his 87 tops card uh, with the number and black Sharpie. I got Cliff Odom on his 86 tops card. Uh, and he signed it in black Sharpie. No number on this one. He was an in, inside linebacker. I got Stan Brock, who played along with his brother Pete in the NFL. Stan played for the Saints, and he signed his 83 tops card and his 86 tops card for me with the Saints. He signed in blue Sharpie. And lastly, I was very happy to get th this one. I was uh, with my daughter at the National, uh, outside, sitting outside uh just talking uh, uh, one night. I think it was the second to last night of the show. And we walked in and lo and behold, Dan Fouts was checking in. Nice. <laughs> so we got, a, I got uh, my, my daughter took a picture with me and Dan. I don't know if you can see that drew. Oh yeah. Right in the hotel. And I sent it to him and he signed the, the picture for me. 
And he also signed, I sent him an 86 Tops card, and he signed it in blue Sharpie as well. He's a great, great TTMer. Yep. So I, I, I got that, and no charge for any of those. So that that was uh, pretty good. Those are my returns for the week. I have uh, I sent out I sent out four more today, and I sent out about thirty last week. So I should have some more coming back. Um, I'm trying to I've been trying to do ten a week. Um, this week was kind of I'm I'm trying I don't want to just send out to send out. You know what I mean? I was trying yep. to get I'm trying to get guys that at least me I either remember playing or I have a really cool card. So yeah, I've been slow. I, I slowed down this week. But I think that wraps up returns. Drew, any more returns? Anything you want to add? For no, returns? but it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just talking to two friends about exactly that same thing earlier because they were saying, yeah, have you sent anything out lately? I'm like, I haven't. And it's because, like, yeah, I'm just kind of running out of stuff on baseball and hockey at least. And, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like you that I just don't want – I don't want to just send out to send out. So, I mean, I'm sitting here – I've probably got 40 cards of Frank Tanana, but how many of those do I really need to right. get signed? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to, you know, hold off on a lot of that stuff, but – a friend of mine was saying, oh, yeah, I've been seeing uh, this guy has been getting a whole bunch of the kind of, you know, journeymen end of the bench, not even like end of the bench guys, but like guys that were uh, kind of, you know, the mid middle of the line players, I guess, they're from the late 80s, early 90s basketball stuff that he's been seeing signing. It's like, that's right, my wheelhouse for basketball. I'm not a huge basketball collector at all, but I probably got stuff on a lot of those guys. So I'm going to have to investigate all of that here once I get my next batch of stamps. So I know I've got a lot of football guys that I could easily get that I have not mailed out yet. So it's like, all right. Let's try. You know, let's venture out into those a bit more. Cause I mean, I do some football. I I do some basketball, but it's definitely lower on my priorities there. So it's like, all right, time to time to hit those up. I think. Yeah, that's why I kind of started with the football. I have I have a ton of '86 and '87 tops football, and I have a bunch of '83 tops football. And I just I was just looking at them like these are kind of good for TTM, and I don't have a lot of these guys, but I I remember those guys. That's kind of right in my wheelhouse of when I you know I rem- I really remember those guys. Some of the guys in the seventies, like 73, 74, 75, I was a little too young to just re- you know if they wasn't a Patriot, I didn't remember. But you know I I remember Mike Harden playing for the Broncos. I you know I remember Stan Stan uh, uh, Bronk playing. I remember some of these guys playing. So it's you know James Lofton. How do you not remember him? Stomp Mitchell. Those guys mean something to me. So that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to go to football guys that I didn't have or and then and I have a because they're they're so close 83 to 87 a lot of those guys have two or three cards in that run so you right. can you can send off two cards or three cards and not feel like you're infringing on them so that's kind of where I've been the last month in in TTM and yeah 90 for me that's gonna be like 89 to 91 pro set football I have those ones just crazily in my stuff there so I mean I can easily find all those guys 90s score as well. I mean, I had a complete uh, like the box set of 90s score. And I mean, I brought a couple of boxes of it too, just for the hell of it. Cause I mean, I enjoy opening it up and checking it out and all that. So yeah, if there's ever anybody from like 89 to 91, I probably will be mailing out to them here pretty soon if I haven't already. Yeah, it's fun. It's I, I love getting the mail and so, some, you know, again, I, it's, I remember 95% of these guys have played in the 80s. So it, it means something to me. It's kind of like hockey, the hockey guys. I know, I know the hockey guys from like seven, 75 to 85 I that's my wheelhouse for hockey I know those guys like the back of my hand you now the guys today I don't know half of them you know there's just so many guys that they're from all these different countries I just don't know them so well yeah I mean you went from 21 teams back then to 32 teams now so I mean you've got 20 I mean that's what 25 guys times 21 teams that's uh 525 players there and now you're suddenly you know adding on another 50 percent of that you're dealing with an 800 player league right now it's like 
yeah, I can't keep track of all that. I, I yeah, don't I know, have the sorry. interest in keeping track of all of it. I used to be able to name the starting goaltender and the backup goaltender for every team. And I could name the top two lines off the top of my head and the top four defensemen. No problem. Every team. I can't do that now. Yeah. Early nineties baseball. I could do that. I would tell my mom, name me a team in a position. I'll tell you who it is. I can rattle off every single one of them. And now it's like, if somebody says, you know, center fielder for the uh, Washington nationals, it's going to take me forever to come up with that one. And yeah. about, probably going to take me 20 guesses and I might not get it even. So yeah. Well, that's because we're getting old too. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. Well, thanks. every time I, every time I learn something else and knock something else out of my brain. So yeah, that's right. Well, thanks, Drew. That wraps up Returns to the Week. Next up, we're going to have our weekly TTM cast interview. This week's interview is brought to you by Certified Sports Guarantee, csgcards.com for superior sports card certification and grading. Well, Drew, this week I had the pleasure, and I mean pleasure, of interviewing uh, Darren Nelson, who was a quarterback, a quarterback, a running back for the Minnesota Vikings back in the day and also the San Diego Chargers. He was involved in the Herschel Walker trade from... Uh, Minnesota to Dallas and he hated Dallas, didn't want to go to Dallas and said, no, I'm not going to Dallas. So he ended up getting traded to the, the chargers. And we talk about that. We talk about uh, signing autographs and, and uh, TTMing. Uh, and he is a big proponent of signing autographs, love signing autographs through the mail. He actually said that he, uh, the day he gets the card, he sends it out either that day or the next day. He does not sit on anything. So Excellent. if you have something you want signed from Darren, send it off. He, uh, he, he said, please send me. He loves signing. He loves hearing from the fans. Uh, that's how him and I connected. I, I had sent him a, a letter asking him if he wanted to be on the show. And lo, lo and behold, I get a call from Darren Nelson one day. So <laughs> a very nice guy, very personable. We talk about that. And we also talk about Darren is addicted to buying coins on eBay. So he's Ooh, one of us. Nice. He is one of us. <laughs> so please enjoy my interview with Darren Nelson. There's all sorts of fun stuff. But first, here's a message from our friends at CSG. There is no better way to kick off football season than by getting all of your favorite football cards graded with CSG. The state-of-the-art CSG holder is the perfect home for your gridiron favorites. And with even faster turnaround times, you'll receive those 2022 rookies back in your hands well before the season is over. To get started getting your collection graded and protected, visit csgcards.com today. Joining the show from his home in California is a member of the Stanford Athletics Hall of Fame. He is a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. He played played uh, over 10 seasons in the NFL, 152 games to be exact with the Minnesota Vikings and the San Diego Chargers. I was running back from 1982 to 1992. We are welcoming Darren Nelson. Welcome to the program, Darren. Thank you, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so thrilled to talk to you about your career and collecting. And it's kind of, we're getting into football season time, you know? You know what? I don't even pay that much attention anymore. I just watch some games on occasion. I got to get more into it, though, because I, I miss my Vikings. I was gonna ask <laughs> and you, my Chargers a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Do you feel, get the feeling now, you know, now at this time of year with training camps coming and do you miss, you kind of miss football as as the the, the weather starts cooling down a little and, and we're, we're start thinking football as, as these guys enter training camp? I do not miss one second. Really, and you, you, but you loved it. You stop. loved it as a player, right? I wanted to stop after year nine. 
and the Vikings bribed me to play two more years because I was ready. I, I mean, you know, I was just, I don't know. I, don't, I was just kind of done. But then I played year 10 and I was like, well, this, kind of, this isn't too bad. I'll play one more. So they were, so we figured it out. But I'm glad I did. I'm very glad I did. Do you have any funny uh, training camp stories you can share with us? Kind of, you know, PG level stories, <laughs> maybe, maybe something interesting that happened during training camp. Oh God, what didn't happen? You know, we had guys that were, that would play practical jokes all the time and do all kind of crazy stuff. And I remember I played this joke on my roommate. I, um, I hid all his underwear and I, <laughs> short pants and I put them away somewhere so he couldn't put them on and then I had this little underwear with this, these little tabs in them that would sting his brother if he put them on and if, but you can't really <laughs> and he was wandering around patting his butt all the time I was like what, this boy, what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> are there any of your former teammates that people would would feel like oh those that guy's a, a real serious stoic guy but He's the he's the guy you really had to watch out as the practical joker. Um, that would not be me. Not you, okay. I would probably say Brian Holloway. Yeah, you remember Brian Holloway? Oh, sure. He played with the Patriots. Yeah, Brian Holloway was ridiculous. He was just here like a couple weeks ago, and we (laughs) we were trying not to kill each other from the practical jokes, but. Yeah, Brian was crazy. Oh my God, who else? Uh, Andre Tyler, Ken Marjoram, all those guys were all just, we all had a good time. Well, you were taken in the first round of the seventh pick in the 1982 draft out of uh, Stanford. Um, you know, you played with Bill, for Bill Walsh in, in college. Was that, um, was he as uh, innovative as has he appeared later later as a pro coach in college as well? Nothing I did in the pros did I not know already. Nothing. So he really he really gave you it was like a, a great uh, graduate level oh, tutorial at Stanford. I mean, we had to go go on audibles where the quarterback said nothing. You know, we just had to recognize it and do it. And you better recognize it. <laughs> well, so when I got to the pros, I was like, oh, man, this is this is pretty cool. I, I'll, I'll learn this in a couple of weeks and I'll be ready to go. And that's exactly Speaking what I did. That's why I played so much when I was a rookie. Speaking of quarterbacks, you played with John Elway in college. Was he a... a so John played with me. I was the older one. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> And I'm sure that's what he tells his grandkids. <laughs> did Did you see the 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 uh, the exceptional uh, talent when he was in college as well? Then you knew he was going to make it as a pro. The second I saw him in practice, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to play with him." He could throw from any position. He could throw, put the ball down there anywhere. He could throw a fifty yard bomb by going backwards. And he used to, and you know what he used to get mad at me about? If he started scrambling around and I didn't just run deep, he would get mad at me. He goes, Darren, you can outrun everybody. Go. He goes, when I start scrambling, the play's over. Run. <laughs> well, you, you were so only five fun. foot, you were only five foot nine. So you were pretty, you had a pretty durable career as a pro. Um, 
was that because of your speed, because of your conditioning? What uh, do you attribute your quickness? Your quickness? quickness. Yeah. You couldn't really get a good hit on me. Much of my, much of my, much of my mom and dad used to tell me the best way to not get hit is not to be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Don't be there. No, so, as a click. So when that person, and, and, and here's the thing, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but. It's okay, no, no. Every time somebody goes to hit you, they kind of duck their head a little bit and they might close right or something. And when they look up, I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. That's what my mom and dad used to tell you. Because Darren, when they look up, don't be there. <laughs> my Did mom and dad were crazy, especially my mom. My mom used to race everybody in her neighborhood damn near every weekend. And win? She would win. She used to make me so mad. She's like, Darren, your mom can beat you running. I said, not for long. <laughs> like the eighth grade, I could be there. But she was killing all of us. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Now, as a California kid going to the Midwest, uh, we, did you have some apprehensions about uh, going up to Minnesota when you got drafted? Oh, God, yes. I know I'd never lived in the Midwest. I'd never. But, but you know what? I liked it. I came home my rookie year, and I never came home again. I loved it. What did you like the, most? What did you like most about Minnesota? I love the change of seasons. I loved all the lakes that were around. I started fishing. A lot of my friends did the same thing, and I don't know. It was just kind of like it was a lot lower key than Los Angeles, and you know, it was it seemed like it was cleaner and better organized to me. So I loved it there. Matter of fact, after my rookie year, I said, you know, guys, I ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I told my parents I was going to buy a house there, and I did. And I lived there for a long time after I was done playing. I came home because I wanted to be closer to my parents before they passed away. Now, we talk about Coach Walsh. Um, did you see a big difference between the college game and the program? I know you, you mentioned that you kind of hit the ground running when you were a pro, but was there a difference for the college game to throw game for you? I always thought our offense at Stanford was more complicated. The difference from the college game and the pro game is that in the college game, there were certain people out there on occasion that you could just run by or something because they just weren't fast enough or something. That's not, that didn't happen much in NFL. You had to be on your game all the time. Because all the guys could run, all the guys could play. There might be a couple here and there that can't, that weren't up to par, but everybody ran really well. Everybody caught the ball. Everybody did all these things. And you just had to be better than that. Now, you played for Bud Grant in Minnesota. Was What type of coach was he? <laughs> Love Bud. <laughs> everybody thinks he's a stoic old guy wandering around, never saying anything. He was hysterically funny. You know, he used to crack jokes all the time. He used to sit down and talk to us about all this crazy stuff and nothing to do with football. <laughs> and you know what? We all love playing for him. All of us love playing for that man. And um, you were you were with uh, Minnesota for a few years. And then in 1989, you had a, a contract holdout. Um how did that, that come about? And then uh, do you think that was one of the reasons you were traded in October as part of the Herschel Walker deal? Um, you know what? I, I, I never did that. 
Oh, you, know, you didn't remember? I went to, to the San Diego Chargers. I told them I wasn't going to Dallas. No, I know. I said no. Trade me somewhere I want to go. I want. I said I want to be closer to my family. If you don't do it, I'm just gonna stop playing. They knew I was serious because I would have just stopped right there. I said it's about, about time I have some control here. <laughs> and I said trade me somewhere in California where I can see my family. And they traded me to the Chargers. You didn't like the situation, the potential situation in Dallas. Is that why you decided you didn't want to go there? No, I just didn't want to get traded away from and go someplace that I wasn't familiar with or know anybody. Or, and, and the Dallas Cowboys weren't that good then either. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, I no, thank you. I said, I would love to go to San Diego or somewhere in LA, but San Diego works too. Are we getting darker? No, that's just no, me. No. Uh, you know, and I said no. And they knew I was serious. I was just stopped playing. I was worked as a stockbroker my whole NFL career. So a lot of people don't know that, but I did. I worked for this place called Piper Joffrey and Hopwood, which got bought out by Morgan Stanley. And I worked there. So I was saving money and I was investing money and I was doing all kinds of stuff. And I, I could quit playing whenever I wanted. Did you like your time in San Diego? I know you were there for a couple of years Loved before it. you went back to Minnesota. Loved it. Did you, they, um... they extended my career because you know what I did there? I only played on third downs. That's where I became the third, third down back. All I did was, and that's what the Vikings did. They go, Derek, come home. We're going to put you on third down, just like you are in San Diego. I played another two years just playing third down. I returned kicks and punts every once in a while. But third downs. What, what's harder? What's harder, returning kicks or returning punts? Returning punts. It ain't even close. Turning punts, you can't look. You have to look like this. <laughs> turning kicks, you can kind of watch the ball come in. Yeah. You're looking like this. It's like you are completely vulnerable. So you better make sure if you're going to catch it, nobody's around you. If you kick off, you know nobody's gonna be around you because they kick the ball way ahead of the guy. The guy's got to run way down and punch. Sometimes if they go high, and the guys are standing right in front of you, ready to knock that holy crap out of you. <laughs> do, I love kick off returns much better. Do you remember who gave you the hardest hit in, while you were playing during your playing days? Oh my goodness. I know I asked that because Tom Brady mentioned it, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago that he, he was talking about a hit that he received during the Buffalo Bills game. They said He says it still hurts him. Is there, is there one guy that, that you, you, you saw coming and you're like, oh, I better hide from this guy? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't have any memory, so I guess not. That's good. Now, I didn't get hit hard very often, thank God. But... I, I don't remember a hit that particularly did a bunch of damage either, which is probably why I played 11 years. <laughs> you know, you were, you were great at, at catching the ball out of the backfield, and that's a skill that not a lot of uh, running backs possess. Is there a reason because of behind that? Hmm? Is, is there a reason why guys, uh, running backs, some guys just can't catch the ball out of the, the, the backfield? I, you know, I, I remember the, the Patriots had a couple guys that, you know, they – uh, Maroney, he would be great, but he couldn't catch a ball out of the backfield. Is is there a reason why? Is there a skill or a secret behind being able to catch the ball out of the backfield? 
the secret is you got to learn to do it early. I, I mean, got, early in your career or early in the, er, the no, play? Er, early when you're playing. I caught the ball out of the backfield playing Pop Warner. Yeah. I caught the ball out of the backfield playing in high school and in college. Are you kidding me? I played for Bill Walsh. You better be able to catch it out of the backfield. Otherwise, you're not going to play. And so I really did it there because I was the first running back in the history of college football that rushed for 1,000 yards and catch 50 passes in the same season. And you better, if you're going to play in Bill's offense, you better be able to catch. Because if you can't, you're not playing. True. He told us that right away. He goes, if you can't catch, you're not playing in this offense. I don't care how good a runner you are. you got to be able to do both. We're speaking with Darren Nelson. Darren played uh, from 1982 to 1992 with the Minnesota Vikings and the San Diego Chargers. He's a member of the Stanford Athletics Hall of Fame as well as the College Football Hall of Fame. He played over 152, uh, 152 games in the, in the NFL. He had 23 touchdowns, 286 receptions, and ran for 4,442 yards uh, during his professional career. Uh, we're just talking to him about his career, and we're talking to him about collecting and, and signing autographs in a minute. Uh, Darren, do you have a, a favorite moment uh, on the field? Is, is there a, a, a run that you really recall or a, a game that you really uh, enjoyed that, um, that, that you fondly remember? Oh, my goodness. I think playing against the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay was my, probably one of my favorite. I love that place. Everybody else on our team hated it. I love playing there because it was number one, it was grass. And number two, the crowd was like right there on top of you, which I love. I love that for some reason. It got me going. And I had a really good game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, re I really like Lambeau Fields. My favorite place to play, aside from playing in Hanuman, Minnesota, it's my favorite place to play. I love going there. Everybody else goes, Lambeau, that's not a tough place to play. I was like, no, let's go. I have my backpack two days early. Let's go. We're going to Lambeau, let's go. <laughs> I loved it. You mentioned the, it was the grass. The I know you mentioned the, the grass versus the turf. I would think a, uh, a player of your size and uh, skill set, you would have preferred playing on turf because it was a quicker field. Is that the, is, that's not the case? Well, if you're quicker than people, you're going to be quicker with, down them on grass too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Now, I will, I will say this. Playing on turf, everyone's a little faster and a little quicker because you, you, you kind of got that little bouncy stuff as opposed to grass where your foot just sinks in. But other than that, yeah, I, I really love playing on grass. I, I didn't like playing in, in, the, in the Metrodome because it was, it was they, they played baseball in there too. Yeah. And so the field can't be that soft. You know what I mean? So I, I, I didn't like that. Did you have any trouble playing in colder in the colder uh, climates? Because you said you like playing in Green Bay, and uh, you guys played in some oh, cold. Oh, I had, didn't have any problems. No problems at all. No. Did you play? Did you ever play in but, any? Okay. Good... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but you guys have to remember. You know, I played. I played in practice in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> the cold. What cold? Where? <laughs> I know. I'm from Boston, so I Where? know cold. I know cold too, but it's not. It's not Minnesota cold, but it's still cold. Exactly. We had to. See, we still had to practice. <laughs> did you in your playing days? Did you? I know you guys. You guys played on Monday night a lot. Did was there a difference playing on in Monday night football as opposed to uh, during the week? Did you? Did you? Did you think perform better during Monday night in the spotlight, or it didn't really matter to you? Uh, 
think it really mattered to me, but I did like the fact that, you know, the whole world's practically watching and my family and friends and everybody's watching and it's, it's the only game on. And, you know, it's like Monday night football and that's like the, the, one of the best games they have on TV every week. So it, it was fun for me. It was like a privilege to play on Monday night football. Loved it. Loved every second. I didn't even care where we were or where we were playing or who we were playing. I just wanted, I love playing on Monday night. Well, but speaking with Darren Nelson, Darren, of course, played with the Minnesota Vikings and the San Diego Chargers, no longer the San Diego Chargers, the LA Chargers, but he played in San Diego from 1982 to 1992. He is a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. He played at Stanford. He's a member of the Stanford Athletic Hall of Fame. He played over 152 games in the NFL, and we'll talk to him, talking to him about his career. Now I'm going to ask him some questions about uh, dealing with fans and signing autographs. Uh, are you surprised that even, you know, you know, 15, 20 years, I, when was the last time you played? 1992, so it's 30 years now, right? <laughs> are you, are you surprised? Oh, God, man. Yeah, you, know, you sub- feel really good too. It was weird. I feel I don't. I I figured I'd feel worse by now, but I actually feel really good. I I went like this long walk, and then I jumped over this one thing, and I and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can still do that. <laughs> <laughs> still has a bounce in his step. I'm I got a little bounce. I got a little bounce still. <laughs> Very cool. Well, are you surprised that people are still requesting your autograph even 30 days, uh, 30 years after you, you last played? As long as you got cards out there, they're going to request it. I get something in the mail every day. How, every how, many, do you, how many do you get? How many do you get a week? Cards? Yeah, just how many autograph requests do you get a week, do you think? Probably 14, 15, something like that. And I send hey. them right back the same day. <laughs> It's not the same day. I send them back the next day. Is there any? Is there a card that you uh, like signing, or if you have a favorite uh, football card from your playing days? Uh, no, not really. I kind of like all of them. All of them are really nice, and uh, I, I actually like the ones where we had the purple jer- jerseys on better. I don't know why those stick out, but they just kind of do. Do you have anything? Ever get anything uh, different? Like any uh, pictures that you've never seen before, or uh, I don't know. Every once in a blue moon, somebody will send me something. I'm like, what the hell? I I even gotten cards before I've never seen. I'm like, what the hell is that? And if they send two, I'm like, can I keep one of these? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually ask them first, but still, uh, yeah, I've got, I've seen some cards that have been unbelievable. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I unbelievable. Some, some, I'm still getting cards I haven't seen before. That's kind of neat. Were you a collector? Or were you a card collector as a kid? Mm-mm. Not at all. Coin collector. Coin just, collector. If you saw my living room right now, you'd go, "Oh yeah." <laughs> 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 I'm a I'm a crazy coin collector. Crazy. What you, do you like American coins, uh, ancient coins? What do you like? All of the above. All of the above. American, ancient. You could they could be from Mexico. They can be from India. They can be from anywhere. I don't care if it's a coin. I want it. <laughs> do you drive your wife crazy on eBay like I do with with my my addiction to sports collectibles? Well, I'm not married, but. Uh, 
I do not. Okay, here, here's what happened now. My girlfriend, she looks at me, she just goes, Karen, are you doing this again? Because I've got my whole living room floor covered with coins right now, basically. And I've got these display cases. So you have to find the right coin and put it in a display case. And some of the yep. display cases you have to make on your own. So you have to choose whatever coins you want. And so those are my favorite. Instead of just having assigned display cases, which some of them do. But I, I like making my own. So I don't know. It's just a, a hobby I started doing when I was uh, just leaving college and I haven't stopped. Yeah, collecting so is fun. Say, it, doesn't matter, I, it, does, it doesn't matter what you collect. It's fun. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I love it. Absolutely See, love it. <laughs> I always ask this to former players. Um, did you ever go, go into a, a grocery store or drug store or, or a department store or whatever uh, while you were playing and saw a pack of football cards and bought a couple packs to see if you could get your own card? Oh, God, yes. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Most guys don't admit that. I actually, I, I would buy tops cards sometimes. I would buy, I buy all kinds of different cards. You know what? Yeah, why not? Because I knew I was going to give them away to somebody to sign. Yeah. Did you ever pull your own card? I would actually sign, give me people my cards sometimes, especially if they had a collection, but a card was missing and I had it. I, I would give it to them. And then they would call me and go, oh my God, Jerry, where'd this come from? I go, <laughs> one of my personal cards. Don't worry about it. Keep, keep it. <laughs> Do you have any much, many, much memorabilia from your playing days? Did you collect autographs from uh, opponents or teammates or game balls or uh, rings or anything like that? You know, I wish I did. Now that there's hindsight, I would have go liked to have gotten some signatures on some balls. Uh, I don't know about anything else, but I would have loved to have gotten some signatures on balls. But all the older guys I see now, I, I, I trap them into doing something. <laughs> Either taking a picture or signing something, but yeah, it's fun. Do you attend many uh, card shows or, or memorabilia shows to sign autographs? Is that something you, you've done? I I go out and sign autographs, but I don't attend like card shows or anything like that. I have a pretty good idea what I want and don't want. And every once in a while, if they have one local, I will I will go stop in for a while and just kind of check it out because. Then, then I'll look at some cards and go, oh, my God, I've never seen that before. And then I get all crazy and I have to go find out who sells it and I write it down and, and I have to get it myself. <laughs> crazy. I am over the top crazy with that, with those coin collections and those football yeah. card collections. Over the uh, top crazy. Do you have a favorite card in your collection that isn't yours? <laughs> Is it mine? Yeah. I, you know what? I like Joey Browner and the Chris Doman cards. And, yeah. Uh, Ken Margrum. I got, I got, I got a lot of guys. Who, who did you look up to as a youngster? Well, you know, as a kid, was there an athlete that you really tried to emulate? I'm going to say this, but don't get mad people. I, I really liked OJ Simpson. OJ, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, when I was growing up, he was the man. <laughs> he was. Uh, poor guy, but anyway, yeah, I he, I idolize OJ Simpson. He was incredible. Have you? Do you get back to Minnesota at all for their uh, reunions of, of uh, your team to get together with the? I have teammates? a lake house in Annandale, so I have to get back there. That I, I own with a friend of mine, and they live there, thank God. So 
I don't have to worry about it, but uh, yeah, I, I get back there and go to Annandale and sit out on that little deck and fish and listen to the water and have a good time. Go boating every once in a while too. It's fine. I love it. It's very peaceful and quiet out there. Do you watch today's game? Do you watch? Do you follow any of the, the games today? Yeah, I watch on occasion. Is but there is there a player that reminds you of yourself? Hmm. Is there a current player that reminds you of yourself at all when you say him say, "Oh, he kind of runs like I did." You know, I like watching Christian McCaffrey. He's a hell of a player, huh? He's a hell of a player. Yeah, he is. I like watching him run. Uh, I think he's probably one of my favorites. Did you um? Do you get back to the Minnesota to go watch watch games in in Minnesota or no? I haven't been to a game in Minnesota. I don't know how long. It's been years and years since I've been to a game in Minnesota. I go to go to Minnesota to go to my lake house and fish. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. I know the the New England Patriots have a big uh, alumni network. Is the Vikings? Do they have something similar to that? Where they have alumni events? Yes, they do. Yeah. And do I, I, I've actually made it back a couple of times to some of our events. That's like they have these big autograph sessions, and then they'll have something else or. It's, it's fun to go back and see the guys. We're speaking with Darren Nelson. Darren Nelson played for the Minnesota Vikings and San Diego Chargers from 1982 to 1992. He is a member of the Stanford Athletics Hall of Fame. He is a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. He played 152 games in his career. He has just recently retired. He was the, let's get, the, I want to get the title right. Senior Associate Athletic Director at University of California, Irvine. Um, well, you know, what did you what what was your time like as, uh, as um, Associate AD? Oh, I really liked it. It was fun. First of all, you get to watch sporting events, and I was at Stanford for a long time too. So I had football while I was at Stanford, which I loved. But yeah, I worked with a lot of sports and, um, you know, contract negotiation with coaches and help them recruit and discipline players and working with their budgets and making sure that they pay all their stuff on time. <laughs> and it, it, it was it was fun. I liked it. I liked it a lot. So how, how are you spending time other than, than driving your girlfriend crazy buying coins? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, like I said, I have a lake house in Minnesota, which I like to go to, and that was my one of my best friends. And um, I collecting my coins. I'm staying in really good shape. I work out every day. Nice. I'm uh, getting cleaning out my house. If you saw this office right here right now, you would have a heart attack. Because oh my god, never no, don't look in here. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we're just doing audio. Exactly. No one has to see, no one has to see your office. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, yeah, my coin collecting has gone completely berserk. And um, I'm, I'm like catching up with a lot of old friends. Like I'm calling people out of the blue because I haven't talked to in like years. Some of them maybe even a decade. My old coaches and all that kind of stuff. I love doing that. Because they have no earthly idea who I am when I first start talking to them. I was like, well, you remember that time you were really mean? No. <laughs> I'll start laughing. I go, Darren. <laughs> That's funny. Well, guys, 
Darren uh, Nelson, of course, is, played for in, in the NFL uh, with the Vikings and the Chargers. He is a fantastic friend of the hobbies. Uh, if you send a request to him, he gets it off in the next day or two. Uh, don't be greedy. Only send one or two cards. If you have any extra, send them to Darren. He can he can uh, uh, you know always get to to people that they really need him. He, if you have any extra cards of his, but uh, you know he feel free to to send him a card. I sent him a card. It, it's coming in the mail. I'm eagerly awaiting it. And uh, Darren, I just want I want to thank you for your time today. Well, thank you. It was fun talking to you, man. You can call me anytime. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, Good. I wish you good health and, and get those coins that you always wanted and just oh, make you make make your girlfriend understand. <laughs> My girlfriend's going, uh, Darren, there's another case out there. What did you do now? <laughs> I get the same thing, Jeff. What did you get it. on eBay? No it. more eBay for you. Exactly. I'm like, don't worry about this. These are mine. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Darren. Nice meeting you. Thank you for your time. Okay, man. Thank you. You can call me anytime. Well, Drew, Darren Nelson is a fun guy. He is fun. He was really uh, fun to deal with. Uh, it was fun trying to, um, you know, he's an older gentleman, trying to get him to get going on uh, Zoom. <laughs> he was having some Zoom problems there and there. But all in all, we had a great interview. And I want to thank Darren for being on the show. That was a, a, real, a real joy to talk to him. I want to thank Michael Bird from Naples All-Star Events to coming on and telling us about his event. Guys, it's the best run event. It's the most fun event. If you can get down to Florida at the end of March, it is well worth the while. Um, as, a, as a fan, as a basketball guy, as a collector, it is awesome. Uh, Drew, I'll, I'll, t- I'll give you the secret guy when we're on off because I can't tell t- can't tell anyone until the, the, the contract's signed, but it's a good one. Nice, uh, nice. I want to thank Clemente Lise for joining us, our soccer correspondent and World Cup correspondent. Uh, congratulate Clemente on the release of his new book coming out. And uh, we're going to have some Clement books to give away from Clemente. And you can go on um, our website. There's this code to get 30% off Clemente's book. If you're a soccer guy, I highly recommend it. Clemente will be with us next month, and he'll be with us every week starting in November all the way through the World Cup. So we will have soccer covered if you have soccer questions, if you have questions for Clemente, for Clemente, send us an email. Drew? TTMcast at yahoo.com. Guys, this is important. Mark it on, put it in your uh, your phone, put it in your calendar, put it in your reminder. This Tuesday, Tuesday, September 13th, from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., that's Eastern time, we are going to have a live show. We're calling it TTMcast Live. Drew's going to sing the national anthem for us. <laughs> <laughs> it is all going to be going to be taking me, me, questions. Me, me. Drew will be there. I will be there. Les Wolf will be there. Rich Miller from Sports Collectors Daily, editor and founder, will be there. He'll be our guest. He will um, be taking questions. Les will be taking questions. If you have things that you want to praise or have Les talked about uh, the value of something, if you have any questions about autograph collecting, Les is the guy. You can t- he'll he'll be answering questions. Drew and I will be there. We'll be, I'll be running the show. We're going to try to go eight to nine. If we go longer, great. If we don't go longer, oh, well, we're going to, we'll go, we'll kind of go as long as you guys want to go, right? You guys want to come on, ask questions. We're going to have video so you can see Drew in all his glory. Drew said he might even put on his professor uniform. He'll have his uh, a shirt and tie and his tweed jacket with the, the patches. He's, he's the man. 
We will be uh, going to need a pipe along with it or something. Oh, there you go, professor. <laughs> well, we again, Tuesday, September 13th, 8 to 9. Go to ttmcast.com. The link's right there. And I'll pa- also going to put the link up on social media. So watch my social media posts. I'm going to put it there every day, all the way through until Tuesday. Um, I think that is it, Drew. You got anything else you want to add before I let you go? I think we got everything covered pretty well there. All right. Next week, we have Michael Osaski on from PSA and from Baseball in the Attic. We're going to talk about appraising, which is really interesting. He's a really interesting guy. And uh, we it, it was a really fun interview with him. And I also spoke with Wendell McGee. Wendell McGee uh, played outfield for the Philadelphia Phillies and the Detroit Tigers um, in the late 90s and 2000. Late, I think it's the late 90s, maybe to 2000. And uh, he uh, is a cool guy. And we talked to him about his career and about signing autographs. Um, it's always fun to talk to guys that, that played in the major leagues and we get some inside scoop on playing in the major leagues. So we'll have Wendell McGee next week. And I think that is it. Jack, you just remember TTM casts live September 13th. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we'll see you on Tuesday night and I will give a report of the grand state baseball dinner on our live show. So that we'll have that and I can show off some of the autograph things that I get wishing everyone many happy returns. We'll see you next week or maybe even see you on Tuesday.